You are listening to the podcast Device and Fire, episode 129 for the week of December 29th, 2013. Welcome back, listeners, to yet another episode of the podcast Device and Fire. We are the longest running podcast dedicated to George R. R. Martin's song Device and Fire series, Ancient Larry novellas, and occasionally Game of Thrones TV show. As always, this is Mimi. This is Ashley. This is Amin. And this is Kyle. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode with the full crew. Ooh, one of these again. <laughs> um, I'm really excited that we're all here today because we are doing an episode, um, an anticipated one, apparently, over The Princess and the Queen, or The Blacks and the Greens, which is a novella that was published earlier this month in the Dangerous Women anthology, uh, which was edited by George R. R. Martin. And it is, um, I guess it's a novella that was released instead of the fourth Duncan Egg story because that one was supposed to be the She-Wolves of Winterfell, um, and this came out in Dangerous Women instead. So we had touched on this in a previous podcast episode, uh, but it is sort of a history, a historical account from written from the perspective of Archmaester Gildane of the Citadel of Old Town. And um, I think in one of our previous podcast episodes, we, Kyle and I, I think it was, was it just the two of us? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, just took a break during the middle of the podcast, read the beginning, the excerpt that was released by Tor that was earlier this summer, and kind of talked about it a little bit. Now the full novella is out, and I'm sure everyone in Song of Ice and Fire fandom has read it ravenously and have been waiting for a recap and a review of it from the podcast. So here it is. Everyone's just waiting for that Everyone. review. <laughs> On the edge of their seats. Just wondering what amazingly insightful and smart content. Well, we're lucky to have you with us, Mimi, because you're our Targaryen expert, so you're going to drop the knowledge bomb on us today? I am going to try, but you guys, let's be real, uh, this is this is a very lengthy novella, or so I felt while I was trying to read this real fast and inconspicuously at work. <laughs> it, it is not something you can read without a notebook, a notebook by your side, so you can write down all the names and be like, wait, that one's different from this guy. Mm-hmm. And that dragon goes with this one. <laughs> it took me a few paragraphs to realize that Rhaenyra and Rhaenys or Rhaenys and Rhaenyres or whatever were two different people. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, that chick was doing something else two seconds ago. Yeah, but- it's it's pretty interesting because the Targaryen names are all very similar and they're all obviously repeated throughout the entire Targaryen lineage. So you have to really pay close attention. And of course, this reads as a historical account. It doesn't read as like, you know, in the same sort of storytelling vein that the proper novels, as well as the Duncan Egg novellas. Um, a- on. A.K.A. there weren't long descriptions of food. There were hardly <laughs> any descriptions of food. I think the only food was people being eaten by dragons. Yeah, I'm really amazed that George called this the princess and the queen or the blacks and the greens when he really should have titled this a story in which every single person and thing dies. Because <laughs> that is literally all that happens. In every page of this, uh, someone or something dies. So I feel like I wish that we had prepared for this podcast better and started drinking as we did this recap anytime a person died. Done oh my God, death. they'll be drunk on the ground by now. We would all just be in the hospital that's <laughs> into this podcast. <laughs> but George would be listening at home, if you don't value your life, you can absolutely listen to this podcast and drink every time someone dies. I mean, not like one of us, but... <laughs> and I'm dead. In the novel. And the podcast is not responsible for any things that come out of that. Just legal <laughs> notice. George is sitting behind the computer, shaking his head, going, just as planned, just as planned. 
<laughs> well, it's a nice, it's kind of nice that this came out because so many people, I know, uh, talking to you guys, some of the huge complaints about Feast and Dance seem to be that, well, where are the battles? Where are the epic battles? What's going on? And then this short, this short story comes out and it's just nothing but. Y'all, so. I don't even know if I want battles anymore because if this is what happens, then <laughs> I, this was the most depressing thing to read. It's just this huge yeah. clusterfuck of mistakes. You guys were you just wanted to take the two, the two women and just smack them both over the heads and be like, this is all because you two are squabbling over a chair. Well, it's, there's a lot that comes with that yeah. chair. <laughs> and, you know, we're, and we're really looking at the seeds sown for something like this in the Song of Ice and Fire books proper, which is really, I think, why this is a pivotal novella to release, to have this backstory at the time where there is so much contention for this throne. The whole story made me really want um, someone to take one of Daenerys' dragons so that we'll have dragon battles instead of just dragons <laughs> on one side <laughs> later well, on It's making me wonder if, like, now that we know how long they can live, if there are other dragons that are going to come up and then there'll be, we will get these epic dragon battles. Y'all, mm. I think Cannibal is still alive. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> well, we don't know exactly how long they live. We know that... The oldest one was about 180 or so, but we don't know how long he... I think. I think Balerion ended up being 200. Oh, yeah, did he I, I die thought... of old age, basically? Is that how he died? I don't think anyone no. figured out how he died, um, but I mm. think that was what Or maybe. In the conquest, right? Uh, Balerion died during the reign of the old king. He doesn't so say how he Jaharis. died. Did yeah. they say Balerion was older than Vagar? I think no, he was he, older when he Balerion died. Balerion was 200, and Vagar made it to about 180. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. So, so, so we don't know how Valerian died. Valerian at the time of the conquest, right? What was that? Well, Vagar was a lot younger. Yes. Yeah, at the time of the conquest. Yes, but we don't know how why Valerian died, right? No, that's not, not listed. That I'm aware of. Okay. And a Maraxis was killed in Dorne. Which makes but... Dorne even more badass. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to do a, a lemon cake rating? Like go around and give a rating? I sure. yeah. Go ahead. I think so. Go ahead, Amin give it 4.5 out of 5 lemon cakes i really enjoyed the story i like the unorthodox compared to the george's style like just giving you what's going on perspective because it was a lot faster we got that and i actually came up with two theories that i'll mention during the course of the podcast or i guess i can mention them after the lemon cakes really briefly because I'll, I'll be pointing to the evidence for them through the okay. thing i give this uh four out of five bottles of antidepressants because <laughs> As much as I enjoyed reading this, uh, it was infuriating, of course, to read this and be like, what the fuck are any of you doing? Like, everything is wrong and everything is terrible and everyone's going to die. And that was mostly the anxiety I had while reading this. So I didn't love it as much as I would have loved a proper Duncan Egg novella, but I, it is a ton of information, which I just really, really liked absorbing. Mm. I gave it a four empty wine bottles out of five. <laughs> um <laughs> Just, I feel like I, I could tell that there were things missing that I wanted more fleshed out. That's the only thing that took back from it. I loved getting all the information. I wish I had realized a little bit sooner how much absorbing it would take so that I gave myself more time to read it than having to rush through it and be like, I have to go back and check all the names all over again because I can't. It's so hard. Like This family tree is just crazy. Yeah, I think a better drinking game would be to take a shot every time we get something wrong as we go through this. <laughs> oh crap, that's it, gonna be tough. It's gonna happen, y'all. Let's let's be real. Yeah, I like that. Two seconds before we started podcasting, uh, Ashley's like, "Hey, Kyle, this helped me out," and sends me an entire Targaryen family tree 
that I looked at and went cross-eyed immediately. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'll give this a four, four dragons and a wingless sunfire out of five. Um, uh, I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was a blast. It was such a fun read. It was so nice to just get some just hardcore uh, sorry vice and fire action. And uh, it was. Uh, I thought I was going to be mad because it wasn't fleshed out and. I mean, that's 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 half the reason I love the story is because there's so many details in such a rich world. And this is certainly just kind of like, oh, and this battle and this and this and this and this and this. And I, I thought that I, that was going to annoy me, but it didn't as much as I as I was expecting. So I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. OK, awesome. Well, I guess what we're going to do is we're going to go through and uh, take eight hours to recap. <laughs> recap this blow by blow and uh, I guess whatever theories or points of discussion you guys come up with is feel free to get into it cool we'll just give my two right away so we can that'll okay. be on our mind that's going through that's okay. great so here's the one the one that I think is more likely I think that dragons have some sort of telepathic connection with their riders maybe not in like oh, the people might not be aware of it but there's some sort of telepathic connection not necessarily warging but some sort of mental connection, even like from Havilland Tuff. I don't know if you guys have read it, just like having that tele telepathic connection there. I think there's evidence for that throughout the... Uh, well, from yeah, his connections um, to what? His cats? Yeah, for example. Like, like, it's showing, like George has worked with animals before, having like, you know, kind of having that psi connection, that telepathic connection, some sort of mental connection. Tuff was just supposed to be like a crazy cat lady. No, but he actually genetically engineered the cats to have that ability. Right. In that one. And I mean, we even have warging, which is basically like that already. But I'm not saying that it's warging because the, the writers might not be aware of it, but there's some sort of mental connection which ties into the. Maybe that's what the Targaryen blood is. Targaryens can do it because they are more likely to have that gene or that ability, but other people might be able to do it as well. But, well, I mean, well, let's keep in mind that one of the dragon riders, at least one of the dragon riders in here, didn't have any Targaryen yeah. blood. And it doesn't have to be Targaryen. It's just more likely that they would have that ability, I think, or that connection. And it's not confirmed, but it said that uh, Helena's, is that, is that her name, Helena? Mm -hmm. That her, uh, I, I'm unsure of any of these pronunciations, um, that her dragon knew when she died. And the other one, very quickly, this is more of like, I don't think it's quite a, a theory because it could just be writer's bias. But the thing with the Iron Throne and how it, how it pricks people who aren't worthy, like how was Iron Throne made? It was made through dragon fire and through like the blades put together. So maybe there is some sort of magical element to that it. That one is uh, from reading Westeros is the writer's bias. Yeah, his bias, yeah. Is the, the quoted from that one maester and all of that one maester's quotes are very biased towards Aegon. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's one interpretation, but I mean, we have the Iron Throne stories for other leaders as well, right? So Yeah, just, they also I, say that all ba bastards are bastards. So. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it, it, it wouldn't be, like, impossible for yeah. them, Iron Throne, to have some magical quality. Far weaker theory than the dragon one. So you guys genuinely feel like Archmaester Gildane was significantly biased toward Aegon? No, the the um um starts with an E. He quotes this one maester mm. who was actually the one who anointed Aegon the second. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And well, it's all all the quotes. Uh, every time you see him quoting something, it's yeah. usually from him, and those are the biased quotes. That makes sense. Well, it's interesting that George kept that in here in this account. Do you guys feel like Gildane's account is relatively unbiased? I think so because he does point out when he's unsure of facts and mm. like at seems like he's writing at a time where he has no stakes in any of it. He's just being a neutral observer as far as he can be. So here's a question before we get into this. Uh, which side are you guys on as you read mm. this? Blacks or the Greens? I know we talked about this when it came to the Blackfire Rebellion, and I skewed very much one way over the other. 
when it came to that whole situation. But when it comes to the Dance of Dragons, how did you guys feel? Who were you siding with? Well, at the start of it, I was very much siding with um, Rhaenyra. Mm -hmm. Um, I I felt like uh, because of the whole wishy-washiness of the of male and female importance, and can they step up within the Targaryen uh, lineage and everything? Um, I was like, yeah, she's got a better claim to the throne. But then, as soon as we got to know her, I didn't really side with her very much. <laughs> um, but I think uh, I think initially she was the side I took. Well, I, I just think that a lot of her faults are not really her faults. Um, the only time that she really lost it was ruling King's Landing when mm. she started to get paranoid. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, strong Cersei behavior. Yeah, <laughs> like that. That's the only time that I dis- disliked her. But before then, I think every all of her other decisions, like she actually listened to people and she took an advice and uh, weighed options. So it, it, she seemed kind of more level-headed than anyone on the green side. Hmm. Uh, well, it's tough. I mean, both sides had their bad people on both sides like they did you know like horrible things like Amond or Darren at times but I actually like starting off I actually liked the greens and not not because of like the male female thing the reason why I liked the greens is like they had all the economic power behind them they had Lannisport they had Old Town like there it would made more sense like that those areas would rule and if the other areas had like the Starks or the Vale had a problem they should just break off not try to like impose their will there so from that point of view I liked the greens because they had more of the mainland population you know, I could have sworn, I mean, you'd be on black territory when I read this. Because when I found out that Rhaenyra had the power of the sea behind her, I was like, Amin's all over that shit. <laughs> but she wasted the power of the sea, right? She, like, imprisoned the guy who, like, the lore of the sea snake, right? And then lost, like, the fleet and all of that. But that was just, like, bad military stuff. I mean, and it, it just just looking at it from, like, the perspective of the people on the continent, it made sense that the, the native Andal population would try to seize power, finally. Like, it's like the Mongols or somebody going and taking over eventually the people underneath assimilate and try to take power a generation or two later on. So this is like the Andal like resurgence here. Not that I particularly like Andals, but I don't like Targaryens, so, <laughs> so I thought you, I thought you like were gonna everybody in this was a bastard except for Adam Valerian, who I think was the only redeeming person. Nettie oh. seemed okay. Huh? Yeah, Nettie yeah. <laughs> seemed okay. Uh, I feel like Rhaenyra's sons were pretty legit dudes. Oh, that Damon guy. Uh, no, Darren? The, the young one. Um, the Daring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seemed he, okay. he seemed cool. I mean, there seemed to be some right. some honorable people who might have just been unlucky instead of just making poor decisions. That Wait, Nettie seemed okay? She was sleeping with the prince. That's not confirmed. Oh, oh she was, please. but what's the problem with, with that? Like, it's not her fault. Like, it's blame the prince for, like, sleeping with, like, somebody from 40 years younger. She's 16. He's, what, 50? Yeah. 49. She's given <laughs> this dragon, you're like, hey, little girl out of nowhere. Hey, here's your chance. Oh, yep, you can have this dragon. Oh, yada, yada, yada. Sure, sleep with my husband, too. Well, first of all, I assumed all the targets, Targaryen dudes fucked anyone they wanted. So, and let's not forget that Rhaenyra herself, you know, had plenty of dick in her, too. So, I mean, there's... Well, she's the queen. She can do what she wants. I, I can't believe you're mad about like this. Like you're, you're mad about the, her sleeping with Damon? No, no, no. no. I'm, just, uh, I'm just saying she's not as innocent as she seems. <laughs> she's kind of cool as fuck to me, but... I thought she was like an older version of Arya. Yeah, she was cool. 
So nice. I guess um, we did go into the beginning of this, Kyle and I. We we talked a bit extensively about the beginning that was released um, by Tor when we first talked about it. But essentially, the uh, Princess and the Queen opens up with really a description of how terrible the Dance of the Dragons was and essentially what um, prompted this whole thing was the death of King Viserys I Targaryen. And so this entire conflict is that he has the first daughter by an unknown Aaron, I guess, right? Unknown, really? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, whoever it is got her more Targaryen blood through that line, apparently, right? Apparently there was more Targaryen blood on that side. I got confused, though, because it was later said that Rhaenyra had Baratheon blood in her. Was it Rhaenyra or uh, Rhaenys? I, I thought it was more... Oh, no, never mind. Sorry. Let's see. I, we'll find out how horribly wrong we are when the uh, listeners show up. But. So we don't know who the mom is, but it was a legitimate child. Yeah, it, it was an Aaron. Yeah. It was a legit... Um, and um, Rhaenyra was the only surviving child from it. So yeah. I guess And her husband uh, was descended from a Baratheon. Okay. That married a Targaryen. So then... That whole thing, you know, his first marriage, I guess she died or something. Um, so then he married a second woman, which was Alicent Hightower, daughter of old Otto Hightower, I believe. Otto. And, uh, I feel like he should be working on my car. <laughs> she had a slew of kids. She had Aegon II, her oldest son, Aemond, uh, who had one eye. Daron. What was up with that? Was he born with one eye? No. Oh, he had his eye no, one of Rhaenyra's um, kids uh, put it out. Probably Joff. Nah, just Jace. Probably Jace. Hmm. Rhaenyra's kids? Yeah. Okay. One of the, quote, strong bastards or something, right? So it could be yeah. one of, so one of the but, yeah. Because he didn't mention it when facing against Luke, the theory is that it was Jace because Joffrey would have been too young. Yeah, maybe that's why one of the reasons he was so pissed off with them. He was angry. Well, it seems like he I think he's just a dick. He was also a dick, but I think that fueled his dickishness. He was already a douchebag to start with. Yeah, he might have got a little power crazy. So too. we got old one eye in the middle, and uh, we have Daron, the youngest son, who's apparently the gentlest. And then Helena, um, her daughter, who I guess she married to Aegon too. Because mm-hmm. uh, that is the thing that the Targaryens do, which I forgot. Hot. Um... <laughs> So apparently they'd been preparing for the king's death uh, for a while, and the Ceres Targaryen made it very, very clear to the entire realm that Rhaenyra was his lawful heir and would take the throne after his death. Um, but certainly Alicent Hightower did not like that shit because her sons would be disinherited. And more to the point, I guess the point of contention here is that if Rhaenyra were to take the throne, then her sons would be heirs, and there was all, this, all these rumors about her sons being bastards. Because mm. so, we know what happens when a bastard takes a throne. <laughs> Jacaris Valerion uh, was rumored to be the son of her lover, Harwin Strong. So they thought all three of her sons, uh, from her first husband, Lenor, Lenor Valerion. Um, I guess they thought all three of her sons, supposedly fathered by him, were actually fathered by Harwin Strong. So uh, I don't really think that that is enough of a claim to... To disinherit yeah. Rhaenyra is just, uh, I assume that when she takes the throne, she's going to turn the Red Keep into a brothel. I feel like that is some TMZ level gossip and conjecture. Yeah. I think Sir yeah, Kristen just, Cole just, is jealous when he says all that stuff because he used to be yeah. her lover. Yeah, it wasn't, until, it's not until the very end when we read about why the alternate title of this is The Blacks and the Greens, and it all really has to do with some bitches wearing colors at a tourney. 
And uh, really, <laughs> the, the last sentence says, in the tourney itself, the blacks had the much better had much the better of it when Sir Kristen Cole, wearing Princess Rhaenyra's favor, unhorsed all the queen's champions, including two of her cousins and her youngest brother, Sir Sir Gwaine Hightower. So I guess the the point of that was Kristen Cole was wearing Princess Rhaenyra's favor, but we open up the story with him clearly turning against her to put her brother on the throne. And becoming the kingmaker. Kristen Cole, he went down in fucking infamy <laughs> in the white book for the Damn. shit that he pulled here. I mean, they had the so different... He, inter- oh, go ahead, yeah. Sorry. He's kind of like Peter Baelish, just really bitter. Mm. Yeah, and they had different interpretation of what he did, but he just seems like the jilted ex-boyfriend who's like, after he breaks up, he's like, "Oh, she was a whore. She was a whore." Like he's, he's he, that that's that's he, I'm favoring that interpretation because he just he just says it all the time. Like so everyone calls it a whore, but he does it in particular. The hmm. princess and the queen. This whole thing, the dance of the dragons, in which everybody died, was started by one rejected neckbeard. <laughs> and like. Rainer was light. 14 at that tournament. Like if they were already in a relationship, there he was creaking her door pretty early. So yeah, but in Song of Ice and Fire yeah. world, that's legit that's legit yeah but if Kristen wasn't there there would have been somebody else who would have put the crown on his head mm-hmm. right um i mean i feel like otto hightower and obviously queen allison were pushing for it pretty hard and so was yeah. iron rod but i think Kristen cole had a lot to do with getting this underway yeah, he mm. was the lord commander so that kind of carried some weight okay so the old king dies and uh apparently they had prepared for this basically put this whole fucking place on lockdown <laughs> have a council on council meeting um and at this time only five of the white cloaks are in king's landing because sir eric cargyle and sir lauren marbrand are with princess rainier on dragonstone as she is about to give some birth give some birth there's some birth guys <laughs> merry christmas she's so given it six <laughs> times i think right so <laughs> As her husband's body is cooling, Sir Allison is planning to, you know, plotting with her uh, father and basically convincing the small council that they need to start acting fast to put Aegon II on the throne and make sure that word of King Viserys' death doesn't reach the rest of the land until they've put their plans to action. Hmm. Um, and here's the cool part. Aegon, um, a cool guy at this point, was like, no, guys, what are you doing? She has a better claim than me. She's she, It's her throne to have. I'm not going to take it and fight her and kill people. May I interject? Yeah. <laughs> that was the one part that got edited out, and that was actually a quote from that one uh, uh, Scepter guy, Septon. But how do we know that? Does it say what that? What are you saying? Rand said so. <laughs> Wait, what? What are we talking about? Is that, that The fact that it was a quote from the Septon that uh, is biased towards Aegon got edited out. But it is from that one Septon, and that's why it seems so different from the rest of his personality. So we're saying that didn't happen? Well, we're saying that was that one person's account of what happened. No, I mean, in general, it could could have been, yeah, it could be fake. But how are we supposed to know this unless Rand tells you this? It's not listed in the paper, (laughs) right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm frustrated reading this. So the the whole point is that in the small council, Lord Lyman Beesbury, who was a master of coin and old as fuck at eighty, was the one who stood up for Rhaenyra, and uh, as a result, Kristen Cole fucking slit his throat right there. <laughs> and then nobody else uh, objected. That is terrifying that. to me. And that is when Kristen Cole became a dickwad in my book. How are you going to kill this old man? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Melisandre. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's just me feeling for all the old men that get killed in Song of Ice and Fire. Mm. But obviously, once the you know Lord Commander of the King's Guard kills a member of the Small Council, no objections are raised, and uh, and mm. so the Greens enjoy the advantage. I don't really like all these people calling each other whores in this. Yeah, they always they they're always using that term for her. They never they never, never call like the other the men like a man or something. It's always used toward Rainra. Yeah, and yeah. that is just rude. But. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's such a nice world, full of pleasantries. <laughs> um, it just seems bitchy. I mean, the, the Greens in general are—they're not good on the gender. I was supporting them on their economic basis. Whatever. I mean, you're a sexist, and we know it. <laughs> anyway, you know what's interesting here is that that the small council decide to swear a blood oath um, to well, bind. About that, yeah, it's huh? like the Klingon blood oath. <laughs> but it's interesting because the conspirators all do this and sign this blood oath but it's my understanding that the, the Kingsguard were all involved in this blood oath right because we know one of them defected yep. not too long afterwards so were they all were all the Kingsguard in that room at that time like all five, five of them. standing there or they're just in the city um, oh that's a good point well, they said five were in King's Landing. I assume that they were in there, but you could be right. It could have just been... Yeah, it was just the Lord Commander. Mm. Yeah, it was just the Lord Commander in there. So, fucking Kristen Cole. I guess the rest of the dudes did not swear that blood oath, which makes sense. On this page, um, I made a note where <laughs> King Series' body is still laying there, swollen and rotting. And next <laughs> to that, I wrote gross. So, apparently, I wanted to talk about how... <laughs> this is like a very disrespectful thing to do in the light of everything, is to just yeah. let this corpse lie there and bloat. No, was he murdered? Like some some people were saying that he was murdered by Kristen Cole, but I'm trying to see if there's any evidence of that. I'm wondering if like Allison murdered him. With something in his wine. Or, so. yeah. It was just that he had his. He went to bed and just never woke up. So it does seem poisonous. They like, put a pillow on his face and. They, <laughs> and they were all kind of getting ready, geared up. Because they all knew this was going to ca- happen. Well, yeah, the timing of him dying as Rhaenyra is kind of indisposed, giving mm. all that birth in Dragonstone seems pretty pretty well coordinated. Mm. So it could have just been like some strong sweet sleep or something. But again, conspiracy. Theory. And it's also at the beginning of the story, the maester says it's like the story of murder and blah, blah, blah. And it includes poison in his description. And I don't recall anyone ever being poisoned. In oh, it. there was poison at the end. There's Ulf oh. or something that's poisoned. Something. Yeah, there's that awesome dude who drinks the wine knowing he's going to be poisoned just to oh, not screw right. everybody over. Strong Maester Crescent. Yeah. And then he tried to throw up. <laughs> That's like me every time I drink. I feel like. <laughs> you feel like you're being poisoned and then you just throw up just in case. Basically, trying and failing to make myself. Oh, good thing you got a gag reflex. <laughs> good, good. Enough. Are you saying you don't? <laughs> oh, I know Kyle people who don't. I know people who don't. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, you're so sleazy, Kyle. Okay. <laughs> Kyle's name is well known to all the horrors and the people in the in <laughs> face. I'm a, yeah, I'm Prince Damon, baby. <laughs> this really kind of details the lords that stand with. Um, um, the Greens and the Lords that stand with the Blacks. And let's be real, guys. The the Green supporters are the shitty people. The Lannisters, for one thing. <laughs> Who even likes the Lannisters? Oh, they were cool back then, right? The Lan- the fact <laughs> that the Lannisters and the Reach were together kind of makes sense, and it makes sense later on. They're they're kind of like natural allies. They're like in the same kind of area. They have similar and yet values. And they got their ass kicked. 
allies of shittiness. Meanwhile, <laughs> Rhaenyra has House Valerian, which I assume is an awesome house, although they become kind of inconsequential in our current day and age. Really, all we have left from that is the Bastard of Driftmark, right? That's the reference. Yeah, what's up with the Valerians? We got we have a uh, we have a listener um, on Twitter who was asking us tons of questions about the Valerians. Like, so, be the right <laughs> Like uh, at at Spect- Spectral asks, uh, "What's the deal with the Valerians?" Oh, g- good <laughs> what, order. Wait, they, hold on. There's more. Why the sea snake make those bastard brothers his heirs? Are Valerians post dance really Valerians? Um, he says, can't remember where it says, but Valerians are meant to be the only house besides Targaryens to be descended from Valerians. Hmm. I just like can't believe George gave him a name that is just <laughs> the same as Valerian. I feel like that that gives him a better claim to like be the lords of Valeria. Yeah. Than... Well, That's it why it makes the sense name. why they married into the, Car- the Targaryens a lot. Mm. And I do believe that those two bastards were probably related. Like that uh, it they were either his sons or uh, close relatives mm. that he knew of. Mm. Well, by the time that we get to our current day and age, nobody talks about them anymore, you know? Well, I mean, part, part yeah, of the war weakened them, right? That's one thing. Like, they lost some fleet and stuff like that. Yeah, but Driftmark is still there, you know? And I think they got sacked. Did Driftmark get sacked? Some of the places got sacked. We'll get there, I guess. Every know. place gets sacked. <laughs> this is Westeros. Um, Valerians are intriguing, but rarely mentioned. Kind of like the green men of Dragonstone. There's green men on There's Dragonstone? Men Dra- no, like, the green men of Dragonstone. Like, their huh? version of green men. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, so she's got the sea dudes, you know? She's got Baremen, Massey, Keltigar, Crab. We know about those dudes. Um, the even star of Tarth, who... Can I tell you how excited I got every time a name popped up that I knew? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Tarth! I know them! Yeah. Well, you guys remember Keltigar and, and Baremen. I mean, they were relevant to Stannis's story. I remember that first one you just said. <laughs> okay. Good job. <laughs> um, but let's be real. Like the Starks, the Winterfell had spoken for Rhaenys at Harrenhal uh, when she was first, um, I guess, introduced as the heir. Winterfell sounds so... Um, they just sound like beasts from the north. Like but they wilderness, didn't actually fight, Wilderness did men. Well, they fought later on and died They're a lot. Bannermen, many they came. I don't know like, if there was enough time I, I to muster. I don't know if any actual Starks did, but the Baratin. Because it takes yeah. a long time to muster, which just makes sense. The North takes a while to muster. <laughs> it takes a long time to muster in the board <laughs> game and in this world. <laughs> <laughs> my, my theory is that... Commanderlies. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know them. House Aaron, you and know, yep. declared because the, the area was res- ruled by a woman at that time, Queen Jane, the Maiden of the Vale. So it made sense for her to support Princess Rhaenyra's claims. Uh, but the real question was House Baratheon. And Baratheon did declare for the Greens eventually, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, they did. Even though they made a big point of saying that they were probably going to be for the Blacks. I didn't quite understand why mm. they went with the Greens uh, during the whole uh, Amond and Kinslayer name. I didn't get it either, but I suppose when a bro shows up with a dragon first, you're like... Because okay. he was going to marry one of his yeah. daughters, and yes. thus he would have a uh, right. daughter right. with a claim. Which really kind of sucks, but it's, it's the betrayal of Rhaenys, you know? Yeah. Since she's got the Baratheon blood, it kind of yeah. dicks yeah. over. Yeah, they, 
they were making a point of saying the Baratheons were so like, oh, they're going to be such a major cog in like wh- whatever side they go <laughs> with, and then and then the Baratheons end up teaming with the Greens, and then like they don't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't think they actually left. <laughs> I was like, why were they so important? Yeah. They just sat there and, and weathered as the usual. Storm. People just hang out in storms end forever. It didn't yeah. storm lords really take part either. I don't. They didn't do much. Well, maybe that's smart on them. I mean, they just didn't lose a lot of people. And that's there. why we still recognize them to this day. Yeah. <laughs> you know somebody else they didn't do jack shit was the Greyjoys like they mentioned them a couple times oh that's Greyjoys they're, they're gonna do something and then it's like we didn't even hear about them if they yeah, did anything. how sad were you that the Dornish weren't mentioned at all but they weren't yeah I kept waiting for them to pop up and then I realized oh yeah. they're not part of the realm which yeah. related to that I mean this is right on the next page they actually say king of the and the Roinar in here now, do you think that's like an error or they're just so arrogant that they're claiming the whole continent probably Ooh. the latter but because maybe he just copy and paste it from the other book. <laughs> Dorn hadn't wed in. Dorn hadn't wed into. Uh, no, Western they were independent. Yeah, it wasn't until the, after the around the Blackfire Rebellion, right? Oh wow, I I didn't realize that Dorn was free for that or or separate for that long. It's crazy. Yeah. And but you know who really didn't do jack shit, which we realized later on was the Tyrells. Yeah, they 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 were new, they were Sweden. Or they Switch. they pulled they pulled a uh, Lord late Walder Frey. Well, they only had a kid, right? Like there was only like a and and her the mother who was the guardian didn't have an acting lord, I think. I don't know. But... Let's see. Prince Aegon really showing his Joffrey level spirit here. Uh, am I king or no? If I'm king, then crown me. Okay. Calm <laughs> the down. Preparations have to be made. This is important, but obviously uh, he was. Really, re- really eager to get the crown, which is kind of at odds with his uh, the original assertion that he didn't want to steal his sister's birthright. So, ah. do you think that if Rhaenyra had taken the throne, she would have put her half brother to the sword? I mean, if everyone had submitted to her rule, hmm. I think there would have been people who suggested it. I don't know that she would have for sure, though. I think uh, yeah. smart move would have been to marry her kids with hit with yeah, them. Yeah, mixed line. <laughs> Which eventually happened at the very end, but it was yeah, a not waste. exactly like she had. But her, she doesn't have any daughters through her first marriage, right? I mean, the daughters that we hear about later are Daemons. So who's she gonna marry to Aegon's kids? Brother to brother. No, Aegon has uh, <laughs> daughters. The next level. Right. The young, she's young, I guess. He has a daughter. Who? Like Aegon's a- 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 King Aegon's daughter married. eventually marries the other Aegon kid. Like at the yeah. very end. Like, they're at the right ages, I guess, for that. Yeah, I guess he's got that six-year-old right at that time. Yeah. yeah. And you got Helena, who they could have married. You know, Helena married. was married was to Aegon. married, yeah. Well, not... Yeah, but if, if Varys I'm, I'm was saying, smart... Oh, earlier on, they should have married Helena to somebody before. Yeah, exactly. Him. Like, if she had taken the throne... Yeah, if you're taking a second married. wife, you're creating the second batch of heirs that could cause trouble later on. Hmm. Anyway, very confusing. <laughs> And then you get all those Valerians too. Like, <laughs> so do do you think that the Ronard thing was on was, was on purpose? Then he's putting it. They're just claiming everything, or do you think it was a mistake by George? When, that might have been a mistake. Because it could be I other. With mistake. He, he he could save it by saying, "Oh, it just means that they're claiming the whole continent." And saying, "I'm the Ronar." Okay. Um. On. Um. So anyway, Aegon gets coronated. Is that is that an actual coronated right? He gets coronationed. He gets, yeah, he gets that. He gets the crown of the original conqueror and not King Viserys' crown, which uh, Sir Seth and Darklin of the Kingsguard had the good sense to steal like a street rat. And He's like, peace out. <laughs> away from the city, which is it's kind of nice that, you know, Rhaenyra gets the crown that her dad wore that he intended for her. 
Um, I thought it was going to be the twin brother that like ran off. Oh yeah, no, we knew that Sir Eric and Sir Eric end up killing each other and crying. Uh, they didn't yes. touch on this in in the novella, did they? It got cut. It got oh, cut. It's going to be in the the other version that comes out eventually, I think. Yep. Yeah, I think um, it was really interesting they didn't mention it because I I thought that, that was the one point because we hear about it later um, that we would actually get to witness. But apparently, so many people died, and George just didn't have enough pages <laughs> to include all of them. In Dragonstone, Rhaenyra Targaryen is uh, giving birth. birth. On her third day of labor, uh, she is so upset about the news from King's Landing. Understandably, receiving this news while in labor is not good. Uh, I got to tell you though, she bounces back pretty quick from that from that childbirth. Like. That is, yeah, she gives um, birth to a stillborn monster, apparently, yeah. with a stubby scale tail. Does that sound familiar to y'all? Yeah. yeah, what do you think that means? Because that's like a, a yeah. pattern now. How is that? Is that even possible medically? I'm pretty sure it's not medically. Possible. <laughs> I don't think we need to consult an MD. Yeah. On this, but I'm pretty sure that's not it. Yeah, we we got at Spectral saying again. Tyrion and Dany uh, both lost mothers in childbirth. Uh, Tyrion, Rago, and baby Visenya described as twisted and deformed, grotesque. Although Tyrion did not come out with a tail, so good for him. Mm. <laughs> so oh yeah you're thinking that maybe Tyrion is is what happens when one of those things live <laughs> one of those things <laughs> good lord mm. Dany and We're baby Visenya both spot, born yeah. on Dragonstone during epic storms many common elements but can't figure out how they fit together was there a storm yep. I mean I know during Dany's birth but oh this one I don't know yeah yeah is this baby Visenya yeah yeah, okay. They say that they, they murdered my daughter, so she's basically blaming it on like the news. I feel like this was the moment when I was like, maybe Rhaenyra, not that cool. Yeah. Slightly unhinged. Because, um, <laughs> come on, that didn't have anything to do with the fact that you gave birth to... Well, the shock could have... Yeah, but not the tail. It was already there. Tail really. on her yeah. baby. No, it didn't have a tail. Just saying they're part dragon. that kind of shock. I'm hmm. sorry. Um... Yeah, that, that is rough, though. It is rough to be in labor, to hear that your birthright has been stolen, and then to give birth to a stillborn child. So very. Well, at least they give birth to it. I mean, what about those people who have the babies that just stay in them and calcify, and then they have, like, a dead baby just in, them, in their what stomach? What are you talking about? <laughs> you haven't somebody, seen that yeah. shit? That's happened, like, I've read a couple stories about that. where On Snopes? Um, or, like... No, like, real people... They're like, yeah, oh, they get pregnant, or they don't even know they're pregnant. Excuse me. They don't even know they're pregnant. Um, they just, you know, they gain some weight, and then later on, they're like, all right, I'm going to lose this weight. And then and they exercise, and they can't get rid of this weight. And she goes into the hospital and finds out that she had a baby. She was pregnant, and the baby died in the womb and um, calcified and just became this stone baby just lodged up in her. What? This is real? This is real. This really ha- this has happened. That sounds like an urban legend that Kyle is disseminating. No, no, no this didn't happen. No responsibility. Yeah. That happens. But um, it did not happen here. <laughs> 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 so apparently we talk about, you know, the, the princess calling the council of her own. She's got two Kingsguards, Sir Eric Cargyle, Sir Laurent um, Marbrand, who'd been there. 
we talk about her three sons, um, Jace, uh-huh. Team Luke, 14, Joffrey, 12. Immediate dislike for Joffrey. No. <laughs> I think the story, I like Joffrey in this story. Like it, it, it redeems the name Joffrey. Like he's, 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 he seems like a nice guy. And it, it's, it's like four or five times he's always trying, I want to fight in battle and stuff. And then you see what happens to him in the end. It's kind of sad. Didn't he want to save his brother? Yeah. All the three of the sons seemed really decent. So that's kind of a bummer. And then she's got Prince Damon. Um, her uncle and husband, which is gross, um, (laughs) who seems pretty cool. cool. Prince Damon reminds me of, uh... Well, they call him the Black Viper. Yeah, I was gonna say, he reminds me of the Red Viper. Okay, okay. I was thinking about a Nip Tuck episode, but... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is a real thing. It's called Lithopidian, or a stone baby, and it happens. Bam. Okay, what were we talking about? <laughs> Damon being hot. Yeah. Damon except, except for the which we'll get, the murder of the kids, he was pretty cool. Just that part was a bit much. Well, okay, so that was kind of interesting. We'll get there. But yeah, first, we want to point out uh, the greatest lord to pledge his strength to the princess was Corlys Valerion of Driftmark, um, who seemed like a cool dude. He and his wife, Princess Rhaenys, who mm-hmm. was a fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I take it back. Not everybody is an asshole. She is pretty cool. Yeah. And I definitely really enjoyed reading about her. Um, so they obviously come and support the princess because they were the parents of her first husband, who apparently is maligned as a child molester by the Greens. Mm. I wasn't sure if that meant that or if they were just implying he was gay. Because well, I feel you like know, a lot of biased you, people will correlate. Yeah, suggest we'll that too, yeah. he had a taste for men, but I think it's another to say the boys aren't safe around him. Hmm. Mm. Um, I think it, he was painted as a child molester, and it could, but his whole the go whole gay thing might have been the impetus for everyone thinking that her children were actually fathered by her lover, right? So, but the, um, the key the key thing is that they would be done before they started unless they had dragons. Like they would, it was the dragons that let them have a civil war. Like unless they had the time to muster the North and the Vale, they 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 were so like had that far less forces. But it's like we have the dragon advantage, so it was the dragons that allowed the war. Oh, yeah, and they had more dragons. Yeah. A lot more. A lot more dragons, and also superiority at sea, and, you know, some better fighters on her side. Mm-hmm. So we talk about the, the numbering of the dragons, and I guess it was, what, four to six or something? Four to a lot more than that, actually. You no, know? they had 12 at the end. Yeah. They had the wild ones that had, and the ones that had with no riders that, that were there, so they could even bolster yeah. their numbers. If they there wanted. were... Five, I think, to start with, and then they mounted a bunch more. And then you had the three wild ones. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was um, it was six to ten was the count, final count. The Greens had Sunfire, Vagar, Dreamfire, totally useless, Tessarion, <laughs> uh, and then Morgul and Shrykus, who we did not see in battle, right? Which uh, right. dragon would you have written? Like, would you have wanted? Me, Cannibal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cannibal. Kyle. <laughs> I think he's still alive. Yeah. Cannibal was not uh, was not involved in any of this. The Blacks had Syrax, um, Millies, Millies, um, Caraxes, Vermax, Arax, Tyraxis, Moondancer, Stormcloud, Sheepstealer, and Sea Smoke. Sheepstealer. Sheepstealer. Sheep How does this, this sucks to be a dragon and to have the name Sheepstealer? <laughs> that I mean, Sunfire is pretty awesome in terms of just like he was the golden dragon. But if you wanted to be top of the talk, I mean, you got to go Vagar, right? Oh, wait. And of course, I'm sorry, the Blacks also had Vermithor and Silverwing, who changed sides. Oh, that part. 
that that's pissed me off was upsetting but we will we will get there shortly all right let's cruise along Let's go. So, so they sit there counting the dragon situation. And this is cool, you guys. We know so little about the dragons um, from our novels proper that it's really awesome to be back here at the time when there were probably the most dragons and kind of read about them. Yeah, and then get pissed off at how they squandered them all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll just let the rioters deal with it. <laughs> oh, and of course that part when they're like, hey, Dalton Greyjoy, he might go either way on this. Or he yeah. might do jack shit. Yeah. <laughs> and but they, there's you notice there's no red wines mentioned, so they don't have their fleet yet. They're not a yeah, important. Yeah, so yet. they had no sea power at that time. Then they do kind of ride off the north here. By the time the Starks would gather their banners and march south, the war might well be over. So I think the Starks got spared in all of this. Yeah, just I their think they saw that the involved. winter was coming and was like, nope, not getting involved. We yeah. got other shit to deal with. So Damon decides first of all to go and grab Harrenhal, which. That seems like the it always happens in every war to grab <laughs> Arnold. <laughs> Such a central location. Yeah. You can attack so many places from it. Um, and so, of course, there was a coronation as well for Rhaenyra's when Sir Stephen Darkland shows up with his uh, stolen crown. Mm-hmm. And um, she declares Sir Otto Hightower and Queen Alicent traitors and rebels, which makes sense. And she forgives her half-brothers and sister, um, believing they've been led astray by the Council of Evil Men, which does make sense. And um, I think it's important to note at this time that she sends off her sons, um, Jacaris, to go muster what the veil for the, for her, right, as a messenger to the area to uh, treat with the Lady of the Veil and then to White Harbor to win the Manderlees. And poor little Luke, she tells him to take the safer mission to go to Storm's End. Oof. So painful. You knew he was doomed when he said shorter and safer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been a thing. Um, the king, Aegon II, offers her terms, which are pretty good, and she strongly rejects them. Mm. And all of this right now seems to make sense. No one has made a terrible mistake yet. Um, until. Until. Teenage boys. Teenage boys. So, Jacarys, he has a relatively safe journey. He gets Lady Aaron of the Vale, Lord Manderley of White Harbor. He's a smooth talker, huh? Boral and Sunderland of Sisterton and Craig and Stark of Winterfell. So... He was doing he was doing great, uh, smooth sailing. Poor little Luke, mm. he shows up at Storm's End, and what happens? Party. Old Aemon One Eye is already there. <laughs> <laughs> old One Eye uh, and Vagar, who we remember survived the fucking conquest, so he is old and fierce. Mm. Um, and Luke's only got what Arax, right? Arax, yep. Um, and the whole time Luke is being really earnest. He's here as an envoy. And uh, does make a mistake here, though, when Lord Boros says, okay, which one of my daughters are you going to marry? And Boros, uh, and of course, Luke says, I'm not free to marry, I'm betrothed to my cousin. And Boros was like, well, fuck off then. So Luke starts to leave, (laughs) and of course, Aemond goes after him. And poor little Luke doesn't stand a chance. Vagar is, what, five times the size of Arax. Massive. And that was cut him in half. And and I think that everything up until then had been like a standard sort of you know war preparation, but this one death really just took Rhaenyra to the brink of madness. Yeah. It was bad luck of the weather too, right? If it would be in different weather, he would have escaped. <laughs> one quick mention here, just in general, is like the sex of the dragons was kind of confusing in this story because I, I don't understand like if they're able to change sex or there's different interpretations of them. So that was interesting. 
Well, an oyster can change its sex eight yeah. times a year. <laughs> cool. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that oyster knowledge. <laughs> you got the Kyle. He's got the oyster expertise. I did trivia last night. Oh, okay. Well, do do any of the dragons change sex depending on who's talking about them? Not in the story itself, but just I didn't understand because before we've heard that like the, the ambiguous nature of the one. sex or whatever, yeah. and then, then now they have clear sex. Like I thought it could just be different interpretations of the. They have masters. clear sex. Like they, well, they, he says, her they, or him. They, they assign yeah. pronouns and stuff. Yeah. Um, that that confused me at first too, so I was wondering if maybe they just don't at the beginning and then they develop mm-hmm. one. Like maybe one day there's eggs. Like oh, I guess it's a girl. Are they born pregnant? Are they asexual? Like, what's yeah? Are they born pregnant? <laughs> yeah. It's like rats. It's rats. <laughs> what? What do you guys even say? <laughs> okay, moving on. I think I mean cool. saying that rats are born pregnant. <laughs> it's like they're far closer no, in terms of breeding rates. Than... There are things born pregnant, like Godzilla in the last movie. <laughs> um. Fuck you guys. Continuing on, Damon Targaryen. <laughs> One cool thing about him is that he has friends in low places. <laughs> okay, Garth Brooks. He uh, has a special friend, um, which I wrote, big cap letters, who is this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, he's got all the gold cloaks, right? Yeah, he's got all the gold cloaks, which, you know, is is, is a legit, you know, uh, force to have behind you in the right keep. But this pale stranger, mm. his go-between, I would love to know who that was or if they were, like, Faceless man or something. I just always picture the master whispers as Varys. So I'm like, <laughs> well, oh, that's the, pale the same guy. name except for one letter. Oh, does he? Varys. Like it. Mm. Like people are saying, was George being lazy or is just Varys <laughs> stole that name? Like Varys might have so, changed his name. And they have very similar characteristics too. Yeah. Mm. Like they, it, he doesn't really speak so much. So is Varys like the Highlander or something? Or is, no. is the Master of Whispers always like crippled in some way? Because what Larys at a clubfoot, right? And he yeah. he was the Lord of Harrenhal. So I was like, what is he doing? He being Master of Whispers, unless he wasn't eligible to be Lord, but he like left and left his. And sorry. what's up with this House of Strong? I yeah. thought it was a bastard name at first, but. They're everywhere now, yeah. Yeah, and obviously we've got a Sir Robert Strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, here is a very interesting point of this novella. Blood and cheese. Mm. <laughs> what a terrible combination of names. Um, but yeah, so Blood is a gold cloak who had lost his cloak for beating a whore to death. And Cheese was a rat catcher in the Red Keep. And I love that we go back to the hidden doors and secret tunnels that Megar the Cruel had built, um, as the rat catcher obviously knows all of these. And we, we go right here to, like, the lack of security with Tower of yeah. <laughs> keeping up those walls that our little bro Tyrion eventually it, finds himself in. Doesn't this prove, though, that it wasn't uh, Tywin that built the Bam! Suck my dick, all of you who thought Tywin had. Oh, hold on a second. No. That, that, that's a tunnel to that place. That, that doesn't, doesn't mean doesn't that prove that's different from just getting. Well, maybe it's to the not tower. built yet, but it's still what they used. Maybe they built the whorehouse over top of it. No, but Wait, did they, they go eat? in from a whorehouse to get there? They just went into the Tower of the Hand from a tunnel. That other yeah, tunnel exactly. is the one that goes to the whorehouse. Whatever. Stop besmirching Tywin. <laughs> that proves absolutely nothing. What yeah, are you talking a... about? Yeah, high five, I mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you ladies don't know what you're talking about. Especially up. Mimi. Shut up! You have said that rats are born pregnant. <laughs> no, Mimi said rats are born pregnant. I said Godzilla is born pregnant. Rat Godzilla. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um. Yeah. Anyway, apparently some horrible shit happened in here. They go. They they bind up Queen Alicent. Queen Helena comes and brings the children to see their grandmother. 
And oh, this is truly terrible. So on this at this point, I no longer felt that good about Prince Damon yeah. and Mira. Um, Blood rapes the little girl and makes Helena pick which son to kill. No, I don't think he actually. No, no she doesn't. Her, thankfully, but he, he he threatens to he threatens to do it. Yeah. No. Oh wait, I'm sorry. But he strangles her bedmaid, which, like, for example, doesn't seem like it was necessary. It just seems like he just wanted to kill somebody. Gotcha. Okay, so the little girl wasn't raped because I I wrote I read Blood grew bored and raped her little girl. It's like okay, um, so they threaten it, and so Helena says, you know, kill the young one. He's two. He doesn't know what's going on. And, of course, they do not. And they kill the older one. That's some psychological fuckery right there. Um, then that obviously was sort of the end of Queen Helena's sanity. Uh, totally. Well, un- she didn't. I, did she know that was happening? What do you mean? Well, it was Darren. The one who did it. Uh, yeah. Like, he was knew she for sure. Informed? Like, did she get a, did she say a go ahead? Go ahead. Um, probably. I mean, son for a son. That was That's really sad. But I mean, like, it's hard to tell. Like, the thing is, why didn't they kill Amond? That's the one they would have killed. Would have made sense, right? Would be more fair. Well, they, they said because he was surrounded by gold cloaks or uh, the king. No, I mean, he wasn't time. even there. I mean, Aegon. Yeah, Aegon, they couldn't, they couldn't kill the a- the king, which would have been smart just to end the war, maybe. But should have just killed old. Gone killed the kid. The kid. Oh yeah, uh, I'm guessing yeah. he wasn't there. That that would have been fair, but they just killed this guy. But I mean, like, even tactically, if they're going to like, first of all, it wouldn't be better if they could kidnap them. I don't know if that's possible. But killing, if you were going to kill somebody, if, if you were going to dare, actually killing Helena would have been better because she was a dragon rider. Now, they're lucky that she went sad and didn't do anything. But what if she'd gone, like, crazy and angry? What if she got angry well, from this? The and idea fight, is, right? like, is that Aegon, under Aegon II's regime or whatever, one of Rhaenyra's sons was killed. So Rhaenyra wanted to kill one of Aegon II's sons. Does that exactly. make sense? Not his brother, but his son. Yeah, exactly. and it's also the fact that her son was there as an envoy, which not as a knight. I think if he, he was killed in battle, that would have been something different. But because he was basically killed in cold blood, they wanted one of their sons killed in cold blood. Yeah. This is... it, it's it's their messed up sense of loyalty. It's okay because this happened, but not okay if this happened. Tribbles are born <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. And seahorses, <laughs> the male gives birth. The male gets pregnant. And what gives is this? Birth. This is not a trivia podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that make it the female? <laughs> no, the males are uh, pregnant. Didn't the Klingons wipe out the tribbles, though? Was it? They did, yes. Yeah, but then they came back because of the time travel thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, anyways, moving on. Okay, moving on. So. What is the next thing that happens? The next major thing that happens is... Fucking dragons uh, fight. That's what happens. Dragons fighting. So Kristen Cole, fucking ultimate dickhead of the year, <laughs> um, he goes and he just starts uh, fucking up the Riverlands, I guess, right? I don't even remember. They just... All hell breaks even loose. Even the Riverlands. I think they're, they're, they're doing the nearby areas first. Right. right. They take they take Duskendale first. Yeah. And then they go to Rook's, Rook's Rest. Uh, Lord Staunton was like, hey, what's up, Rhaenyra? I'm a queen's man. Come help me. Yeah. And Rhaenyra doesn't come, but Rhaenys does. So that 55-year-old badass grandmother, apparently. The queen who never was. In 40 years. What? In 40 years, I'm going to cosplay her. <laughs> she shows up uh, with her dragon, Melis. Um, she sounded hardcore. I liked her. Yeah. She sounds badass. And just her. And, of course, they had sprung a trap for her. Ugh. So that is truly Aegon, um, Aegon II on Sunfire, and Aemond, fucking old one-eye on Vagar again. And that was Kristen Cold's traps. And Rhaenys had come to save Lord Staunton. She gets fucked up. But, to her credit, she does not try to run away. 
she goes Hold to on. town on those bros. There's also a theory that Amund tried to kill Aegon in that fight. Oh, really? Where did that he, rumor come from? He attacked Westeros. after Aegon. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, like, let, let him get killed, basically. Yeah, well, he didn't join the... Like, it was Aegon and Rhaenys that fought... Their dragons came together first, and then his dragon added on. Yeah. So, basically, he kind of... Dog burned them both. Yeah, he was yeah. a little slow about it, yeah. I feel like there would be a million chances for Aegon to accidentally die later on while he was healing in King's Landing for that to be true. Like That's if Aemon had tried to kill them then, he would have made sure he was dead at some point during his recovery in King's Landing. That's a good point. He strikes me as the kind of guy who doesn't really think about these things. Yeah. So, but right right here, right off the bat, Sunfire uh, has one wing half torn from his body and Aegon too, obviously, gets pretty fucked up and oh, burn- yeah. he gets the armor like melted onto his body. Yeah. And so Rhaenys dies there, but at least she took out half of a dragon and half of a king. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so this is really when Aegon II is like right at the beginning of this. He yeah. just fucked over. He is not in good shape anymore. And obviously then Sunfire takes off uh, only to mysteriously return toward the end of this later. So well, now... now there, though. Like for, for a while he's just stuck on the ground. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. He hasn't taken off at this point yet. Yeah. He cannot fly very well. So now Aemond um, is going to rule the realm because Aegon, too, is chilling with Milk of the Poppy now until <laughs> the end of his life, probably. <laughs> um, so he takes the crown and um, he has named himself Protector of the Realm and Prince Regent. So I love that they refer to him as one-eyed Aemond the Kinslayer, obviously Kinslayer because he killed Luke. Mm, yeah. Um, but I love that that reminded me of Blood Raven. Except he's like a significantly less cool Blood Raven because of anything. <laughs> he's like a Blood Raven Jamie Lannister mix. Yeah. So Aemon uh, is all trying to get his uncle because uh, he thinks that Damon is all the right, uncle. Uh, yeah. Queen Rhaenyra is not doing too well. Obviously, her son died. She had that scale baby, and um, she's she's obviously having some trouble with her hands right now because he just lost his wife. And he he loved her. You can see like they had a good relationship. I think. Like, yeah. He's, he's mad about. Yeah, well, his wife was badass, and he knew it. Yeah. Yeah, so, she was. Now Jace is going to be, hmm. you know, the the forefront. Her second son, and um, he he helps patch things up. Names uh, Sir uh, Lord Valerian, Hand of the Queen, and then they plan their assault on King's Landing. So with him heading this, it seems like things are going to go pretty well for her. Is this the time when they start getting new dragon riders? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So they've got all these wild dragons with, with dead riders, and they got to figure out how to get new riders to uh, bring them into the fold so they can but have don't the power. Forget, don't forget that um, the, little, the little sons, the, his half-brothers, uh, Aegon the Younger in the series age 9 and 7, who were the kids from the second marriage from Rhaenyra and Daemon, mm. were sent off on a ship called the Gay Abandon. Which is like, come on, what are you doing? Gay abandon. <laughs> That's just, come on. So they, <laughs> they got on the ship uh, with their with their one dragon and the Viser- little Viserys with his Le- Leonor made that ship, by the way, I guess, or whoever that guy was. He's, he's the one who named it. Anyway. <laughs> you know that so, I don't know. Like, George wrote this and was like, you know, the podcast device and fire is going to cover this. And they have a sense of humor of a 13-year-old, so what <laughs> could name this ship getting abandoned? <laughs> Thanks, George. Here's the low-hanging fruit podcast about Oh, man, abandoned. Oh, 
Well, I'm picturing is Lenor having like cruise parties on it now. <laughs> Disco ball comes down. We work hard. We play hard. <laughs> There's a dragon drop flying up, just shooting fire in the air for fireworks. It sounds like a party boat, you guys. I'm done. <laughs> Um, yeah. But yeah, Prince Jacari says he needs more dragon riders, so then we talk about it. And like, I don't understand why why these people are even trying, because this does not sound like a fun attempt. Yeah, but if you get a dragon, you can almost become king, as we find out later on. Yeah, so Sea Smoke, Vermithor, Silverwing, who didn't have riders, um, are tamed by Ulf the White. Uh, Good guy. A <laughs> great guy. <laughs> Hugh the Hammer. Even better guy. And... Um, Adam of Hull, 15-year-old, mm. which is really interesting because Adam of Hull proves himself by flying sea smoke, and Lord Corliss was like, what's up? He got a dragon, so let's legitimize him and make him my heir. Did he not have a kid? He had daughters. Wait, whose heir does he become? Uh, Lord Corliss, Valerian. Damn. Maybe he just lost his wife and like really needed someone. But he's just a good kid, you know? Yeah, well, this is, they don't know of his origin, so yeah, as, uh, yeah, he may have some connection. We don't know. And then we hear about the other three wild dragons, uh, Sheep Stealer, an ugly dragon, Grey Ghost, a shy one, and Cannibal, an awesome one. Aw, Cannibal. Now, Cannibal's the only one that doesn't get tamed, right? No, Grey Ghost doesn't get tamed. He gets killed, I think, Grey Ghost. So Sheep Stealer's the only one that gets tamed, and that's by um, a 16-year-old girl who was foul-mouthed, filthy, and fearless, my hero. First and last rider of the dragon sheep stealer. And honestly, her plan doesn't sound that cunning. I feel like when you are trying to tame a monstrous creature, you do bring them food. It just seems yeah. like the natural thing to do. Yeah, so, but she took her guys, time. Do you guys believe that this shows that Targaryens don't have to? Or did she have a drop of Targaryen blood in her? I don't know. Black hair, brown eyed, and brown skinned. Mm. Well, they make a point of talking about how like almost everyone that lives around Dragonstone has some sort of Targaryen blood. Because they slept with everyone. Seeds, right? <laughs> Yeah. Well, is that what they were called? The seeds? Dragon seeds, yeah. Eventually just called the seeds. Dragon seeds, yeah. That's so a I lot think of seed. yeah, the blood helps. That's a lot of wild I oats. think that anybody could technically do it if they have the right. Maybe. Like, I don't think it has to be Targaryen blood, but it's. I agree. Really helps. I, I, I want to believe that you don't have to be Targaryen. <laughs> yeah. I want to believe. Um, you guys, then the party boat gets captured. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> everything. Otto Hightower was meeting with the Tyroshi. <laughs> send out 90 warships and uh, uh, so the gay abandon gets captured uh, little prince Aegon does manage to escape in time um, he gets on his dragon Stormcloud and comes back Stormcloud doesn't make it but Aegon does now Prince Viserys did we find out what happened to him the 7 year old he tries to dress himself up as a ship's boy but he gets sold out we know he is not dead mm-hmm. and that's well, it yeah. They, they think that he's dead, but he's not dead. He's just probably kept captive and then comes around later. So is that I one of the dragon eggs that Daenerys ends up with? They have Rhea of Apentos with three eggs. I think that might be it. That she's in the veil. Reign of Apentos. Hmm. But, so Prince Jacarys hears about this. He takes five dragons to the sea. <laughs> so you know you're fucked. The bloodiest <laughs> naval battle in Westeros history. But then here yeah. we go. We lose. I gotta ask, how did they just assume that Viserys at that point was dead? Because like, yeah. wouldn't, shouldn't they assume that he was captured and not burn every ship they saw? Yeah, that's a good point. Dragons don't give a shit. They, I think they assumed he was dead. I mean, I think uh, that guy actually becomes king as well. I think eventually. Yeah. But. Uh... Um. So we lose Vermax here, and we lose Jacaris. 
And at this point, I was like, basically, everyone's going to die. This is, <laughs> this is all <laughs> well, that's going to happen in this. I preempted that in the beginning. <laughs> One son after another. And uh, what was that called? That was the battle in the gullet, right? Mm. Yeah. Damon, the cause all this trouble with, those, with the free cities, I think. They were his enemies, right? Mm. Yeah. Damon's... Whatever he was getting up to on the step zones. The Battle of the Gullet was the bloodiest, one of the bloodiest sea battles in history. Uh, they reduced 90 warships to 28. Jesus. And the Valerian fleet lost almost a third of its strength. We lose the second son of Rhaenyra's as well as a dragon. Driftmark was burned. Mm. So Spice Town, yeah. But like, did that was that happen like before the battle, or were the, some of the ships get split up? Like, I don't understand like when the sacking happened versus the the sea battle. It's kind of tricky. I feel like the sacking would happen after, but. Maybe during. I mean, maybe some yeah. just kept, just made some straight forward. Some of them split off, made it there, the and some of them, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then we have um, this, uh, the fish, uh, the fish feed, right? Happened not too long ago. Well, that wasn't until later. That was the, that was the battle on the honey wine, I guess. So many yeah. battles. It was, no, the next one was the bunny battle uh, on the honey wine, yeah. because Ormond Hightower was flanked and outnumbered in the reach. And uh, it was a pretty, it was a pretty bitter defeat for the Blacks, though. So the High Tower, High Tower got out of this alive because Daron showed up with his dragon Tetharion. Um That Daron is just flying all over the place. Well, this is the first time Daron showed up, right? Oh, is it? But he was, yeah. he was put to guard Old Town. Like that's interesting that they put different dragons to guard different places because they're they needed there, right? So the Blacks have suffered a bunch of defeats at this point, mm -hmm. because even though they've got more dragons, uh, you know the the sack of Duskendale and the Battle of Rook's Rest, they lost uh, they lost a dragon and they lost Rainus, and then Battle in the Gullet, they lost uh, their their king or I guess their prince, mm -hmm. and then Battle on the Honeywine, they it was a crushing defeat for them. So it seems like the Blacks aren't doing that well, and Lord Barenen was like, shit, maybe we should just bend the knee. Mm. But the queen, depressed and despondent over losing one son after losing the second, that just led to fire in her ass. So she decides um, that she's going to rain fire and blood upon Aegon. And meanwhile, on the other side of the equation, um, Aemon Targaryen feels the same way. He, he wants is really concerned about Prince Daemon. Yes. Not, not so worried about Rhaenyra. He thinks Daemon is the threat, and he wants to bring the battle to his uncle at Harrenhal. And... <clears throat> The Green Council is like, hey, that's probably not a good idea. Maybe we should wait till we have more than one dragon to go to Harrenhal. Or mm. One eye doesn't listen. He takes off. And he takes Vagar with him. Then, but, I guess what we have here after that is the conquest of the capital, right? Well, right before that, I think they, were, they tried to kill Sunfire. Like some of oh, the, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Wallace Mooton, Lord of Maidenpool, <laughs> brave, stupid man. <laughs> uh, takes a hundred knights out of Maidenpool and to join up with the crabs and the bruins of Cracklaw Point and the Celtigars of Claw Isle, and they decide to put a try to put an end to the dragon Sunfire. Not a great idea. Sunfire, even though he is on the ground, um, still pulling shit it's out. Yeah. yeah, they seem to forget that he can still breathe fire. This <laughs> <laughs> would be a that. key point that they would put in their battle strategy. And. When Lord Manfred goes to uh, see his brother, Lord Manfred goes to see what's up. He realizes that everyone's dead and Sunfire is gone. No tracks of him being dragged, dragging himself away. He obviously had taken flight with his shitty wings. Yep. So that's when Sunfire disappears. Not to be seen until the end of the war. Right. 
And so around this time, Rhaenyra Targaryen finally gets on her dragon and decides to take the capital. And it's a good time because mm. One Eye and Vagar have flown the coop for uh, Harrenhal. So somebody else went with him to Harrenhal, though, right? No, they said to wait for Daron, but he just took off by himself. Did he? I well, felt I mean, like Kristen he went Cole, with somebody. I think went with the, with the force. Like he was taking the men on the ground. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Oh yes, yes, because they took yeah they took all the knights out or they took all the main. Yeah, Eamon and Cole left, so Damon takes flight to King's Landing along with his wife. Um, it's a great time because you have dream. <laughs> Fucking great time. It's a great time. It's a wonderful time for everyone. There's only Dreamfire and like some half-grown hatchlings to oppose the queen's dragon. Yeah. The young dragons left in the capital had never been ridden, and Dreamfire's rider, obviously Queen Helena, had gone insane. So there was really no point. Yeah, so they took it in less than a day. Mm-hmm. And King's Landing is mentioned like strongly a few times, like they have strong walls and things like that. I'm like, that's not true later on, I think. I think they've worn down. Oh, and I love this. Queen Alicent was like, let's protect the city, and the gold cloaks totally turned. Yeah. When Hightower denounced him as a turned cloak, Sir Luther laughed. Damon gave us these cloaks, he said, and they're Oof. gold no matter how you turn them. Oh. And the gold cloaks opened the city gates to the sea snake ships. So, yeah, King's Landing fell immediately. And at this point, it seems like a pretty good deal for the blacks. Um, you know, she, Queen Allison yields the keys to the castle. Mm. Did anyone else think that the, this was the end of the story and then realize they were only halfway through? Mm. A lot more, yeah. Um, the, the, the queen asks, like, the queen's like, oh, we should have a council. And then uh, Rainra's like, no, we know what the council would say. That, that was interesting. Like, a great yeah. council would, would go against Rainra. I have the same council that yeah. crowned the other guy. Ryan's the same council stole her birthright. Yeah. Well, then look what happens. They couldn't find King Aegon too. Gone. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> that, that could have been the war if he was there, maybe. At least a lot of the like, that would have been important, but he wasn't. He got away the six-year-old daughter and the two-year-old and probably psychologically broken Prince Maelor, uh, along with um, Kingsguard knights, right? Willis Fell and yeah. Rickard, one of the Kingsguard. All gone. So, gone. Typical Varys behavior. I know, that Larry's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Larry. Um, I'm going to call him Larry from now on. Larry the Clubfoot. Um, so then we get this uh, very one-sided account from the previous maester here. Uh, that when Rhaenyra Targaryen sits on the throne, she's called cut up. But what do you expect when you sit on a throne made of swords? Mm. So that's the idea that the Iron Throne had the Iron Throne had spurned her and her days upon it would be few. I mean, we all knew this going in, right? Like we all knew Rhaenyra had been eaten by a dragon. Mm. So that was something that had made its way down through history that we read about in Duncan Egg, actually. Well, I forget these things. <laughs> yeah, when everyone has the same name in this book, it's hard. Yeah, to we knew that I she get all the Targaryens mixed though. up. Yeah. They all have the same name. I don't remember what happens to which. Okay. <laughs> um, so the next thing that happens after conquest of the capital is the battle by the lakeshore, which is also called the fish feed. Um, that is when the Lannisters uh, march east to back up the Greens, and then they get surrounded by Northmen and Rivermen from three sides and forced into the water of the God's Eye. Lannister forces were brutally slaughtered, but also somehow, even though <laughs> they had uh, they were surrounding their enemy. The blacks took a lot of casualties as well. So. They had Lannister spearmen, and the stupid cavalry just ran into it over and over again. Like, like Roddy the Ruin was dumb in this battle. Like he was not, yeah. does the same strategy every time, just charge. Like it doesn't. Well, isn't that the, isn't this the one where the Northmen like beg to be first? Yeah. 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 
And I think it was like one Northman for every ten of their men. Like one North Oh, that, that happens out every a little later, actually. Oh. But I did I did underline that because it reminds <laughs> me of what uh, that bro told Arya. Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> that, that, one, that one they were going against other cavalry. This one they're going against spearmen. But they just do the same thing every time, just charge. They, but this one was supposedly horrible. Like just yeah. dead bodies everywhere. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. So, Aemond and Targaryen and Kristen Cole at uh, Hall, how stupid do you feel when you get there and Prince <laughs> Daemon is not there and you find out that your throne has been taken? <laughs> hey, look, I'll, an empty uh, castle. Yeah. Poor Aemond probably crying bitter tears from his single well, eye. He almost strangles the messenger. This is part when he starts going really crazy. Yeah, and this okay. is when he starts reminding you of all of the shitty Targaryens like Aerion yeah. Fire and all of his uh, bright flame or whatever. Well he, well, he goes so crazy that he ends up just saying, uh, whatever, Kristen Cole, do whatever the fuck you're going to do. March south and join them. I'm going off on my own. Whatever. And he just, like, flies off. Yeah, with his, like, was, with his, he like, feels bedmate. He's taken up too. with uh, yeah. someone. Who, uh, is, she, is she a red priestess? Like, Alice she Rivers. Yeah, she can see into the fires that we find later. That's really interesting. Oh, that's true, yeah. He just grabs some chick who reads flames and takes yeah. off. Well, that's what you do during war, right, Kyle? <laughs> Kristen uh, yeah. Cole, for <laughs> for all of his dickheadedness, uh, urges caution and says, "Come on, let's get with your brother, get with that dragon. Yeah. We've got to muster our get, forces. We get right? Dreamfire saddled up, and yeah, well, yeah. look what happened to him. Yeah, his plan doesn't end too well either, does it? Well, they parted ways. If they'd been together, it would have worked though. He needed a dragon cover for him. It's, uh... Maybe. So what happens to Kristen Cole? He goes south to join forces with. Um, Daron, right? And and Hightower? Yeah, he's, he's aiming to do that, yeah. Yeah, and they get attacked by somebody. More importantly, you guys, this small council get murdered and tortured. Oh, do they? Yeah. yeah. Otto Hightower, Iron ha- Ironrod both get executed. Oh, Tywin yeah. Lannister was tortured in hopes of getting more gold from him. You say Tywin Lannister? Tywin. Tywin. Okay. So who, who do you think on the council was uh, Daemon's spy? Like, because a lot of them are killed off here. So, who was the spy? I don't, I don't know. Who I don't know. Would it be, would it be crazy if that uh, varies 1.0? Yeah. If, was he was if he was playing both sides, if he was playing both sides, it could be him. Like, because he helps out Aegon, but maybe he was playing both sides, then yeah, it could be him. Because I, th- I thought it was Ironrod, like, because he was, he was so over the top. I thought he was pretending to be, but then he gets killed right here. So I was like, okay, yeah. it wasn't him. <laughs> Um, was. Wasn't she just didn't I mean, know. and Varys knows the way into like the towers, so he could have like helped that with that too. Like he has the knowledge both ways of sneaking in. So I don't know. Might have been hedging his bets. True. Maybe he stole Crazy. some of the heirs. Like maybe he splits the heirs up and he sends them away. Maybe he like has them hidden away, like Varys does with the kid Maelor. And um, but this is the point where we hear that Rhaenys, uh nobody likes her. Rhaenyra, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, King Maegor with teats. So she was uh, quite cruel. Oh, Magor's teeth. She raised taxes, <laughs> therefore she they hated her. Yeah, so if you raise the taxes, the people will revolt. The lords will. Obviously, she never scream. played SimCity. <laughs> I'm just going to scream Magor's teeth whenever I'm upset from here on out. I think you should. Yeah. It, this part where it says like she the the throne was cutting her was that again a quote from that guy or is it somebody else? Yep. Because there's it's no quotes guy. though. The quote is removed. Hmm. Anyways, moving on. But I mean, that also shows she was just agitated and, and paranoid, right? That she was just fidgety and you sit on a throne. Her, head. no. Yeah, she was. Yes. Um, so the Kingmaker marches from Hall towards King's Landing, but guerrilla tactics surrounding him the whole time. Mm. And uh, 
you know, oh. Haymond had abandoned him and took the dragon, so Cole had nothing. And, you know, 3,600 men versus 7,000 blacks, they meet up with the, at the God's Eye, and uh, Cole was murdered in battle. I kind of oh. thought that his death would be a lot more prolific, but yeah, just killed in battle like the rest of everybody else in this entire thing. Well, how they did it was pretty awesome. Along the way, they the, the blacks had set up, like, these makeshift camps with just dead, like, occupied by just dead bodies everywhere. Mm. And so they kept passing these camps that were just, had all these bodies, dead bodies grotesquely positioned like around a campfire or hanging out at the tree or whatnot. And then finally, like it got to be so uh, casual that they came across another one. And in fact, it was actual live soldiers. And so they just kind of walked in and got surrounded by this fake slash real camp. And then they got attacked which was awesome. I thought that was so cool. wonder whose idea that was. <laughs> I think there were phrased there, right? Uh, you you got to think about the planning for that. Like, what happened if the army just, you know, bypassed them and those guys are just sitting there wondering, okay, when are they going to come? chilling forever. <laughs> they got sick from the dead. disease. Yeah. They, they saw the first dead camp of dead bodies and like, okay, we're going to take a different route. We're not dealing with this. So we, at this point, we read about Eamon being the... Uh... Being the terror of the trident, when he just lost his goddamn mind, is just chilling on his dragon, descending occasionally to kill a bunch of people. Yeah, back. the Riverlands get screwed over in this battle. I mean, this, in this, in this <laughs> war. Everything yeah. gets screwed over. The Riverlands in particular, though. <laughs> the, the Riverlands just seems yeah. like a horrible place to live. Yeah. yeah. The North is doing all right. <laughs> yeah, it's the Riverlands in particular. Ugh. Winter comes, which is interesting, in the middle of the battle. Oh, Win- yeah. They send out the White Ravens. The Cherokee is breaking itself, itself apart. Which, I mean, we know that they're not unified later on, so it's interesting. Maybe if this had an effect. Did you say the Cherokee? Triarchy. Oh, okay. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Things just got a little real for a second there. Well, Corliss here was, like, giving some pretty good counsel, you know. Mm. Spare them, send them to the wall, um, you know, but Rhaenyra and Damon think that giving pardons to rebels and traitors would only sow the seeds of discontent. So he's like, we got to mount heads of traitors. Mm. And that is kind of the bottom line. But Rhaenyra decides to steer a middle course, send envoys to Storm Zen and Casterly Rock, offering fair terms and pardons after she puts an end to the usurper's brothers. Mm. Um, yeah, they wanted to, to have, have uh, Jahera marry Aegon the Younger, which is what happens eventually. So this would have been a good place to still stop the war and have some dragons left over. But... But now let's squander yeah. them all. So Damon and decides to take Caraxes to the Trident along with yeah. Nettle's future lover and Sheep Stealer to find Amen and Vagar and put an end to them. It seems like the thing to do. I think, you know, Amen has to go. Vagar has to go. Like, they're the biggest threats. Yeah. Um, so Ulf White and Hardahue Hammer, both upstanding fine gentlemen, Hamilton. <laughs> Uh, which was the last stronghold, I guess, between Lord Hightower and the city to assist in defense of the town and destroy Daeron and Tessarion, who are obviously also a threat. Um, I feel so bad for this one town. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't town. keep reading. It was just so horrible. Every every page, it was like a new thing happened to them. Is this yeah. Timbleton? Tumbleton. Yeah. Tumbleton? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. the Targaryen so side cool. is showing, Kyle. <laughs> That's to be how, did, how did you feel when it's it's like the Lannister and Baratheons should be destroyed like utterly? It's like oh wow, like it didn't go there, but it's like yeah, I knew that wasn't gonna happen. Yeah. 
So the Tumbleton forces were all gathered into Queen Rhaenyra's banner, and they were outnumbered by Lord Hightower's men. So they were like, oh, what's up? We're so excited to see these dragons come join us. Wait, what's happening? Um, Yeah, Battle of Tumbleton was a clusterfuck. Do you guys think that these two kind of just knew that they were just going to switch sides and betray? Or do you think they were just going with how they felt the wind was blowing? Or what do you think... And what it's like, th- it doesn't make any sense because Rhaenyra seems to have a pretty, other yeah. than discontent in the city, she's got the throne, she's got the most dragons. They just really needed to eliminate two threats, Aemond and Daron. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea what they were thinking. It was just and, a personal ploy for power, I guess, or they, they were bribed by some of the people on Maybe uh, Maybe stuff. there was some more subterfuge behind that, or it could have just been if they knew that they did this and stood behind Rhaenyra, no one got a shot at the throne. Yeah. But it's crazy that they thought they were going to have a shot at the throne anyway, or at least Hugh thought that. Um, Maybe they were just really, really stupid. Yeah. Mm. He says something about the sanctity of dragon riders, right? Mm. <laughs> now, somebody said, did that mean that Victarion could get a drag? Because <laughs> if he with a hammer <laughs> can get one. Yeah. I don't know if Ashley might like that. So. Well, I fully admit Victarion's an idiot. Oh yeah, but if you the hammer <laughs> get get dragon, then Victorian could if if it's not required to be have any of the trace of Targaryen blood. You the hammer. And this is when we read that the Northmen fought their ways through ten times their own number to where Lord uh, Ormond Hightower nice. sat on his war horse. So, and crazy Roddy the Ruin, um, yeah. gets the Lord of Barrowton fought on after fucking losing his goddamn arm. Uh, so <laughs> I and Lord yeah. Ormond Hightower, so there goes the leader of that side. They were still outnumbered, and then Tesserion shows up, and they were like, don't worry about it, we've got Vermithor and Silverwing, and then the two betrayers mm. turn their fires upon Tumbleton, and all hell breaks loose. So who are the, um, what, who, who are Rhaeny- Rhaenyra's um, dragons that actually, that die in this one? Like, who? Well, in this first battle, no, no dragons that I think. No, because they, yes. was, was it just in Vermithor, They join um, Tessaron. Yeah. Oh, so they they were sent on their own, just the those two guys. Yeah, yeah, those two were sent on their own. And they switched. They were but... they were sent to fortify Tumbleton since Rhaenyra's oh. holding it. I thought there was a third, but no, gotcha. And of course, back home on you know in King's Landing, mm. now Rhaenyra's is worried. Rhaenyra is worried. She's got the two betrayers and so many voices in the black council are like okay well obviously those two baseborn assholes turned on you adam who was baseborn and a bastard uh how do you know he's loyal he's only lord carlos spoke in defense thing. of him remarking that sir adam and his brother alan were true heirs and they were the worthy of driftmark but um mm. rhaenyra at this point went to cersei level paranoia and um commanded sir luther largent to arrest adam valerian in the dragon pit Chorus, Corliss goes and forewarns him because I guess he looks at Adam like his son, you know? Yeah. And so Adam is able to flee away with sea smoke. And, Peace. of course, by ordering that arrest, the queen loses a dragon and she loses her hand, of course. Corliss is beaten and imprisoned, so she and her father-in-law strained relations at this point. Oh, God. And she sends people after... Well, this is the whole nettles thing coming up, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and of course you imprison Lord Corliss, who is your pretty much your only link to power on the sea. Yeah. The yeah. army that sailed from Dragonstone was like, uh, we're paranoia. This was truly Cersei level stupidity. It really like, was. wow. Yeah. Mm. 
sometime actually a little before this, of course, we hear that uh, Grey Ghost is killed. And people are thinking that it was Cannibal, but of course we find out later it was not. Mm-hmm. Above Dragonstone. Yes. Okay, so then we go back to Tumbleton, you guys. <laughs> Poor bastards. The queen, paranoid that all these new dragon riders are going to betray her, sends, what, this word to the lord of Tumbleton that he is to kill her. Oh, that this is separate from that. It's separate? Isn't that what happens? Nettles isn't there. Nettles is somewhere else, right? Yeah, she's up north. Yeah. Made, um, this is t- in Tumbleton, we have, like, the, the two douchebags trying to, like... Oh, yes. Okay, excuse me. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. And at this point in the novella, we're just kind of talking about the worst crimes being committed by the two betrayers. Um, Mm -hmm. Olaf is drinking all day long um, and feeding (laughs) his dragon. And Hugh is trying to call himself uh, Lord Hammer. I'm sorry. Lord Hammer. Lord (laughs) Hammer, right. He's Captain Hammer. The hammer is my penis. Particularly in in bed, he demands to be called Lord Hammer. As I'm reading this, he's just wearing hammer pants in my... (laughs) 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 He thinks he's going to be king. Right. Uh, Well, you know, who's going to stop him? The thing is, you're not going to be dragon 24-7. You could just get killed at some point if you have no clue. But, you know, they haven't really fully turned over to the blacks because they don't seem eager to help Prince Daeron attack King's Landing. They just want to stop and have hammer time at Tumbleton. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just chilling out there. And then we go to Maidenpool. And this was, you know, a tricky situation for Lord Mooton of Maidenpool. Um, he gets he gets a letter that says um, that uh, he's to deliver the head of the bastard girl Nettles, who has become Prince Damon's lover and whom the queen has therefore judged guilty of high treason. And this is the lashing out of her paranoia, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think she really cares because I, I really do think they had an open marriage. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure everybody was sleeping with everybody. I think that was the pretext because she was worried about a bastard dragon rider. Yeah, strumpet. Um, so, you know, poor poor Lord Mooton. He knows if he tries to get nettles, then he's going to be destroyed by the dragons and Damon. Uh, then if he doesn't, then Maidenpool's going to get destroyed by the queens. So... Maester Norrin, coolest maester ever, takes it upon himself to awesome. Marn Damon. Mm. And Damon uh, very romantically says goodbye to Nettles, and she gets on old Sheep Stealer and flies away, never to be seen again. So she's spared all of that. May I put another theory out there? Sure. Mm-hmm. There are people who think that she was maybe his daughter. What? Uh, uh. Huh? And that's why they were close, and not for other reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, you mean like they, they weren't actually sleeping together? Right, they they were not, and mm-hmm. that they were close because he she was a bastard of his. They were in the same bed, but he was just reading her bedtime stories, not <laughs> having sex with her. Just, I'm just wanted to put all the options out there. Well, if they, if they actually weren't having relations, and he was a daughter, that that's a better thing on the day. Well, it seems than, like this yeah. departure has really gotten Damon a bit down because then he basically was like, I'm going to my death now, the dance over Harrenhal. Here's a, just a quick question uh, in terms of like, so they, they did the little trick with the maester. So they like, they didn't read the letter, but then at the end he just puts the flag and changes the flag. Well, they don't even need that trick then. He could have just changed the flag in the first place. So I don't understand why they then switched their flag and went over. To- I think that after it happened, it just kind of was like, you know what? I don't, Whatever. I'm pissed that I was put in this position. Yeah. I don't care anymore. Mm. Yeah. He, well, yeah, afterwards, it's not like he can keep flying the flag because if Rhaenyra shows up, 
she's gonna kill him anyway. Cause yeah, but I just mean the whole point of the deception was that they they could get out of that no win situation, and then he just makes the decision that he was gonna he could have made anyways. They could have just so whatever. So that was Lord Mitten claiming responsibility for his maester's decision. You know, mm. he could have easily said, "Oh, I didn't know anything about yeah. this." My that was the whole idea, like right, so. But, it okay. was pretty noble. He stood behind him. It was like, well, if you're a traitor, then I'm a traitor, and we might as well just change our... Yeah. Where do you guys think Nettles went? Is her dragon still alive in this world? After the war, it is, anyways. I, I think she went to Pentos, and there the dragon had eggs. That could okay. be one source. Of Maybe them, I three. Guess, yeah. But, but they, 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 as I said, there's a ray of Pentos or whatever, a ray of a Pentos and three eggs. But that's because she was born in Pentos. Mm. So she maybe doesn't go back there. I, I don't know. But she could have an impact somewhere, yeah. We will find out, I guess, what she did. Mm-hmm. Over there. And then you guys, my favorite word shows up, nuncle. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. Women on Caraxes and uh, and old one eye on Vagar. <laughs> Above the god's eye. Above the god's eye. And Damon Targaryen does the coolest thing ever. So badass. Jumps so from bad. the dragon to the yeah. other. In his hand was Dark Sister, the sword of Queen Visenya. And his old one eye looked up in terror. Damon ripped off his nephew's helm and drove the sword down into his blind eye. So hard that the point came out the back of the young prince's throat. Oh, he, jumped, he jumped from dragon to dragon. And at that point I knew I would hit it. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently after that, both dragons decide to fall into the water. <laughs> well, weren't they mid-fall? They're, weren't they, they were like, tangled and falling yeah, as down. he jumped from one to the other? Yeah. They were in free fall when he jumped yeah. over to the other one and ripped off his helm and shoved it through his eye. The singers mm-hmm. tell us the old prince survived the fall and afterward made his way back to the girl Nettles to spend the remainder of his days at her side. Duh. Aw, that's so romantic. I, I think he swam to the, the god's eye and hung out with the green men. <laughs> <laughs> Just chilling. He's like, yeah, yep. what's up, guys? So here we go. War Dragons Lost. Names scrolling Hunger Games style. Damon Targaryen. Prince Amond, Vagar, and Caraxes, all dead. Yeah. Just right before the battle, uh, was it Amond was like carving? No, was it no? Damon was carving stuff into the tree at Harrenhal. That was interesting. Yeah, yeah he that's, notched every yeah. day. Maybe that's mentioned somewhere in the books, or like Bran will see it. The fact that he was mm. there. Maybe. This is not fun at all and sounds familiar to those of us who have read the books proper. Of course, the riots at King's Landing. Mm. Oh, yeah. In which hey, I, I remember, I hate this. King's Landing. I hate King's Landing. <laughs> Dude, people got slaughtered in this place. Yeah. Oh. It's like the worst goddamn place to live. Like, it, it also seemed like a lot of people were trying to leave earlier and they kept them there. Why didn't they just let them go if they're going to be that hard to yeah. like, leave the city? Earlier, they were trying to leave the city. They kept them in the city. Yeah. Yeah, she lost a bunch of her loyal... I mean, she lost Damon already. Then she loses her loyal Luther Largent and Lauren Marbrandt. Um, How about the new king that arises? <laughs> What's his face? Sir Perkin. Oh, Sir Perkin. What happens to him? Sir Perkin and his gutter knights. Uh-huh. Dude, he, he had like the whole city running for him for a second there. They don't really talk about what how he came to an end or anything, huh? No. Well, didn't when the... When uh, Aegon's army come in, they have to cut through them all. Maybe I don't know. We haven't seen that. I just like that was... night. That night was just like, you all want to be knights? All right, let's do this. <laughs> 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 He's like, swear your allegiance to yeah. my king, and uh, here we go. Well, I've always wondered why don't knights just do that? Like, what happens if someone knights someone and they're just like running around knighting everybody? They do that for well, selling, or they could just fake code. it. I mean, it's there's no, there's no way of knowing. 
You don't you make, make a, a good living off of that. I'll knight you for ten bucks. You don't knight somebody who's gonna do that. <laughs> That's the idea. That's the idea. Yeah. It's basically, like going to like a shit college, basically. To get it. <laughs> oh wow. Ooh. All those ones up in Canada. My UTD diploma felt that ice burn. <laughs> no, that doesn't count. I'm saying some community college in the middle <laughs> right? Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> But you guys, the okay. worst part of this riot is the storming of the dragon pit. Oh, You guys, man. it takes a next level riot for everyone to just go try to murder four dragons. Yeah, four, like, four when did that dragons. ever seem like a good idea? <laughs> By the way, can we all note that the court fool is named Mushroom? <laughs> and yet Mushroom well, had the most sense. Did yeah. you think, uh, did you, I mean, did you think that was a tough voyaging reference? Oh, the cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could mushroom. be, yeah. Uh-huh. It's yeah. But anyway, Mushroom was like, hey, um, you know, a drunken man knows not fear, and a fool can kill a king, and a thousand rats can bring down a bear. And, uh... A thousand pregnant You know, the, the, uh... A thousand pregnant rats. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there was a feast for pregnant rats in this story, so... This point. Well, you know, and little Joffrey... Yeah, little Joffrey... Oh, what a dumbass. This is why you always listen no, to your... At least he was brave. He was trying to do something. This is a queen. Brave and like, oh, we stupid. don't care about That's the dragons. Mom, you might kill the dragons. Oh, whatever. Yeah, but he didn't know. Just like his mom said. He doesn't know. Yeah. Y'all, he doesn't understand. Shit. And this is when we hear that, you know, Dreamfire knew of Queen Helena's death. Mm. Um, I guess we, we skipped over that point. Queen Helena definitely did murder herself. Oh, I got another crackpot. Go ahead. Um, uh, the L.A.'s River mm-hmm. was... Um, pregnant with a shadow baby, and that shadow baby killed Elaine's. I read that one. Yeah, the shadow baby, I get, but why would he go for that target? Why didn't he just kill? Oh, the they foresaw what chaos it would create. Well, just kill the freaking queen. Like unless, you, unless she's being like Cersei and causing more trouble, and they want to keep her alive. Wanted to crush her. You don't really know. I think it's a tenuous connection between Queen Helena's death and then chaos. I mean, well, I guess unless you're coming. Makes sense as a target. That, I get that, the shadow baby. Well, like the small folk, right? Because they loved her. Hmm. But I think they were already rioting anyway, so... Well, her dragon killed a lot of people. Mm. Well, I guess, well, that's a good point. I think that they were, everyone was mad, but Helena's death was the spark to ignite the riot, so... That seems too, no, not a good target. I don't think it's a good target. Maybe they did it. And what, what was that rumor they briefly mentioned about somebody throwing her from the tower? Yeah, that was the thing, is that Helena committed suicide, but the small folk loved her and they hated Rhaenyra, so they thought Rhaenyra had her killed. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, that's why they rioted. That yeah. and also taxes. Yeah, taxes. So I mean, <laughs> Shepard is the one who tells. First of all, he, the story he tells seems like a hellfire, like kind of like stories, like oh yeah, they'll burn and they'll be danced naked and nude in the flames, and your skin and all this will happen. But what yeah. are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> he, he just thought, he said like one of those preachers talks about hellfire. That's basically what he's talking about, right? But no. also, the Shepard. I was I was interested. Do you think like? And he's missing an arm. I wonder if he was just like a, he was a shepherd on Dragonstone, and he got his arm bitten off by like ships, sheep stealer, and that's why he hates dragons. That is that was interesting. <laughs> oh man! So, dude, how big is this dragon pit? It's gotta be freaking huge. Yeah. Do we actually see the dragon pit in the story? So, I think we hear that it's a ruin, right? I'm just interested to see what what description we get in the. I picture it like the Coliseum today, where you walk in and you just kind of see like the underground, mm. and, like the main floor is all gone and everything. But um, I don't. I'm sure they mention it in in the main books, but I'm yeah. I'm having a hard time remembering. Yeah. Well, okay. So they kill they kill uh, 
four dragons the mob does, right? Trikos, Morgul, Taraxis, and Dreamfire. Dreamfire tries to escape and collapses the whole building, kills herself and everything else. Then Syrax, who did not, I mean, didn't have a writer, uh, just chilling, could have just left, um, but then actually went to the dragon pit. It was dumb enough to go on the ground. That was the problem, eh? Yeah, and it, yeah, that was the question: is like, why didn't she rain fire on them from above? But she went. Maybe without the, a dragon or a, a rider, they don't. They're not very tactically smart. Yeah. 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 But they so, see more mentions of understanding between the bond between dragon and dragon rider and like their mind and stuff. And then like, for example, one dragon can have multiple riders over time, but only like if you're a dragon rider and one dragon, you can't go on another one. Like they will know. But how will they know? Like if you went to a dragon, it's like another continent. Like unless there's some sort of mental connection or something. I think there's like a telepathic bonding. A far weaker version of like in Pern, like Anne McCaffrey's Pern, where they have like a connection. It reminded me of that. So Mm. that's my overall theory of the the bond. Yeah, I think there is definitely something metaphysical going on. And maybe that's why, the, I don't think it's warging, but maybe that's why warging was a danger to them and they didn't come over to the, the warging could overrule that metaphysical connection that you have. Well, I mean, I don't know, like when a dog, when you train a dog and everything, and then your dog doesn't run out to the next person it sees and goes, oh, I'm confused, is this the guy who just trained me? Like it knows, who knows who you are. Or at least maybe not here, but in the series it mentions like you can't, like Danny could never ride another dragon, it wouldn't work, mm. she could only ride the one. Man, this episode is like Kyle's animal knowledge episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't picture a telepathic link. I think it's George just saying, like, that's your loyal pet. Like, that's your, that's your animal. Well, I don't know? think it's, like, telepathic, oh, but I think there's definitely a link that they well, know. Well, I think it's just a link that you have with your, with your pets at home. Like, your pets no, know who you are. Like we'll get move on. We get more of that as well later okay. on. Okay, what do we got oh. here? So, so this was it, you guys. This was the last blow. She lost her last son. Well, I mean, her last son from that marriage. Little Joff. And her dragon. So Rhaenyra was like, okay, I should probably leave. This place is shit. Um, So then she was persuaded to leave the next day. Mm. Persuaded. um, Going going back to Dragonstone, I guess. Uh, So she is with um, the Manderley brothers, the four surviving Queen's Guard, Sir Balan Birch, and 20 Gold Cloaks. Um, and then her very last son, Aegon, uh, who escaped the party boat, as you wait. For. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, kind of I want to see that fan art. Yeah. And then you guys, we go back to Tumbleton. Oh, and the, the, by the way, just the Manderleys <laughs> are pretty cool in the story. Like, they're pretty effective. Manderleys are always cool. Yeah. And one Can of them is fat. we go back to Tumble- Tumbleton? Yeah. We know. Oh, yeah. The, it's not done. Yeah. We go back to Tumbleton. What? Yeah. The second battle of Tumbleton here, I think. So Tumbleton hears very late of Aemon Targaryen's death. Good riddance. And, uh, you know, we've got Aegon II, who has not been seen since the very beginning of all of this. Aemon's slain. The Greens don't have a king or a leader, so obviously Prince Daeron is next in line of succession and um, wanted to crown him. But the two betrayers with their two dragons, they don't feel the need to crown him. Um, Mm. <laughs> MC Hammer is like the throne should be mine, <laughs> and honestly, his dragon is the oldest and largest living dragon of all of Westeros now. So it's three times the size of Prince Daeron's dragon to Sarion. Um, so Hammer thinks that his ambition is pretty much right on target. <laughs> <laughs> they, they nail the horseshoe into the guy's head and all this crap. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's so brutal. <laughs> yeah, some guy tries to stand yeah. up to him. Yeah. 
And he gets horseshoes. Well, Hammer is the instance and... he actually has people to follow him. The other guy is easy to kill, but Hammer... Well, Hammer strikes me as a very kind of like Gregor Clegane sort of character, where yeah. you're like, yeah, if he's gonna, you know, I'll run with that pack just so I don't have to face his wrath. So the lords and knights of Old Town and the Reach are uh, obviously really upset. They are uh, Prince Daron's loyalists, and they've decided to get together. A secret council in the cellar of the Tumbleton Inn called, what, the Bloody Caltrops, right? Sounds and good. they decide, what are we going to do about these two bros? And so they, uh, they <laughs> plot to dispose of White and Hammer. White and Hammer? <laughs> and Prince Daron wasn't there, it's worth noting. So the conspirators became known as the Caltrops. And um, they, they present him with warrants for the execution. And Daron, at this point, used to be pretty gentle. But after yeah. all of this shit, he's like, let's do it, let's kill him. Yeah. And um, two days later, on the very day the Caltrops plan to strike, uh, Templeton once again gets fucked over. <laughs> and because a dragon is swooping down on them. And it turns out it's Sea Smoke with Sir Adam Valerion riding it. And he's doing this to prove that not all bastards need to be turncloaks, which is very noble of him. And so his plan is to retake Tumbleton from the two betrayers because their treason had stained him with this reputation of, of being a turncloak. So he's trying to save face. Um, not, not a bright idea to bring this dragon against uh, guys who have two much bigger dragons. But... Brave and good intention. Well, he catches them and... unaware, too. That's the key. He just comes in. Um, <laughs> I really like this that... Uh, Infamously, Ulf White was so drunk he just rolled under a table and snored throughout this entire battle. <laughs> um, Hammer Time gets on his... Uh, he is quick to respond, and he tries to rush to get onto his dragon, but Lord John Broxton <laughs> said, Lord Hammer, my condolences. When Hammer turned glowering, for what, he demanded. You died in the battle, Old John replied, drawing Orphan Maker and thrusting it deep into Hammer's belly before opening yeah. the See, this, this, this was not exactly a, a bright move. Mm. Killing him when a dragon is about to kill you. Yeah. Killing one of your dragon riders when there's a dragon up there that needs to be killed. And then he, and then he gets killed himself there. I mean, it was, wasn't much of a chance to kill him. Like he could have, If he wanted to die like that, he could have done it at any time. I think I just like to think that it's because Hammer was so horrible that he was <laughs> taking him out. He was too legit. I think he wanted to, to take the dragon himself, but then he gets killed. But you know what's even the worst thing is like then like it's, it talks about the shops and things that had been burned the first time actually burned this time. I really I really love the fact that this is not told as a very cut and dry like this is exactly what happened history story because when shit breaks down like this nobody even knows what happens. And so the the Archmaester provides a lot of conflicting accounts as to how people died and, you know, how these, like, split-second things went down. And the real question is, how did Prince Daron die? And the the best-known claim is that a mirror sellsword, Black Trombo, what a cool fucking name. Black Trombone? Trombo. That's even worse. I don't know. <laughs> uh, just smashed his face in. Um, second version is that the prince was killed uh, by some unknown man-at-arms who did not even realize who he'd killed. Which sounds exactly like what would happen in a clusterfuck of a battle. Exactly. And the third alternative is that he didn't even make it out of his tent, but his burning pavilion just collapsed upon him. But either way, Daron totally died, and Hammer totally died. Yep. So, but Adam has no way of knowing that. He is just against these enemy dragons. So, here we go. We lose more dragons. 
So now it says Riderless Dragons versus Adam and Sea Smoke. Um, didn't the other ones were drawn by the Blood and Battle kind of yeah. like Drogon was. Yes, that happens okay. a few. This mentioned a few times. Few they're times. they're attracted to that kind of battle, so that may happen at the Battle of Marine as well. And this is when he talks about how this was the um, the only time the dragons ever truly danced. Mm. Adam's riding Sea Smoke to Sarion, um, which was Daron's now riderless dragon. Um, are dancing, and they think that maybe it was like a mating dance more so than a battle. Hmm. I don't know why they have to mate if they're born pregnant. <laughs> Vermithor rose roaring into the sky. Of course, he was hammers, and he is a billion years old and uh, really big. Shit, that's old. Yeah. If, if the dragons are kept locked up all the time, how do they mate? I've already given the answer to this. I'm not gonna... <laughs> they're born pregnant, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I bow to your superior knowledge. Well, how many <laughs> and eggs? That's just how it works. Yeah, well, ultimately, you guys, Sea Smoke was the first to die. Mm. Uh, Vermithor ripped his head off. Jesus. Then, fucking stupid ass dragon tried to fly, still holding another dragon's head in his jaws, but he couldn't lift the weight. So, at no point does he just, you know, drop the head and <laughs> fly away. Really, really worried about the intelligence of dragons at this point. Um. Remember, riderless dragons are not... He collapsed and died. Tessarion, the Blue Queen, lasted until sunset. She was not doing so well, so Lord Blackwood had his archer put her down like a lame horse. Oh, that was awesome. That was sad. Got the best archer. It's like, put it through her eye. Tumbleton, you guys. Tumbleton never recovered from that. So wait, what... Did Marbrand, like, fall from the sky? Marbrand, what am I saying? Uh, Adam Valerion? I was thinking Adam Marbrand. Adam Valerion, did he fall off the dragon? He dies in the like, battle. I just I we assume that he died in the fall. Yeah, but they don't give an actual, like... Um, like. Well, they at, say, at like, a moment. lot of dragon riders chain themselves down, so yeah. he probably got yeah. crushed at some point. Okay. Hmm. Oh, Tumbleton. Oh, Tumbleton. More, more lines about the dragon and dragon are, like, the dragon rider, they share the same, like, loves and hates, like, review. Like, that's just one view of it, he says, but that's interesting. Like, bacon. Now, Silverwing was left, and she did not die. Um, yeah, she flies away, right? Let's see. Flies so she, she was flopping listlessly across the field, feeding on the burned remains of horses, men, and oxen. <laughs> Eight of the 13 caltrops lie dead. And, um, of course, Ulf White, Ulf White wakes up, uh, having slept <laughs> through all of this. I don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> and he finds himself a last dragon rider, and he has the last dragon, which is Silverwing. Hmm. Is this when he wants to take king. out the Tyrells? Um, so he must be king so, now, I think. He's moving up from that. Hightower decides to just go ahead and, you know, even though eight of the 13 Caltrops is dead, he brings two casks of wine as a gift because he agrees that he's going <laughs> to help old uh, old Vassat take King's Landing. So he, he gives him... He gives him the Arbor Gold because he knows that he likes the gold. And Ulf is like, okay, you're being a little suspicious right now. So why don't you share the gold with me? And he's like, yup. Gold, 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 gold. Sir Hover. Mm, delicious. No man can question the manner of his death. Rather than betray his fellow Caltrops, he drank deep and asked for more. So, of course, Ulf went down. Um, that dude's got a set, man. He's and got poison. a... And this is this is what makes you think about, you know, Sir King Viserys at the beginning, because Lord, Lord Ulf just goes to sleep and never wakes up. Just like King Viserys. Mm. Mm. Or he just died in his sleep. Just, if he could just give the wine without giving it away, it would have worked, but it... 
mean, he's brave enough to take the wine, but one of his own men in the room and been like, yeah, just give him this wine. Know, nodding like, his finger. <laughs> so many ways they, to get around. They, I, yeah, I wouldn't think no, you'd be that not. get old to drink wine. You just leave it within 30 yeah. miles of him. Be like, hey, old, can you just guard this wine for a second? And just... It's ultra delicious. <laughs> it gives yeah. you wings. Um, <laughs> you can't get out of that. The dude's like, oh, hey, let's share this well, wine. Well, by that point, because he, he was nervous and sweating, and he's like, hey, here, have your cup. Like, he didn't even have to even be there. It's just, it's just dumb. It's no tame silver wings. Mm. And so we talk about how sad it is that poor Adam Valerion, born Adam of Hull, had saved King's Landing from the Queen's foes at the cost of his own life. And she didn't even know. She goes, she's trying to travel back to Dragonstone. She's having a hard time because she's got nothing. She's got no coin, no ships, no assets. Uh, Rosby bars the gate to her approach. She goes to Duskendale. They only let her stay just just a little bit. And (laughs) finally... She oh by the way she's clutching Prince Aegon her last yeah. living son to her side forever. She had to sell her crown to raise the coin to buy passage on a Bravosi merchantman, recalling Danny's dilemma a little bit later. So she was adamant on returning to Dragonstone so she could find eggs, hatch more dragons because that doesn't take any time yeah. at all. Because <laughs> they were saying go to the Vale or go up to White Harbor, but it's, it's just all on dragons. She's always dependent on the dragons. Yeah, I mean, why not go back to Dragonstone? Come on. But she goes back to Dragonstone to suffer her last and most grievous treachery. Mm. Oh, when she left angry. Dragonstone, she left Sir Robert Quince in charge as the castellan. The dude is fat. Uh, but Broom, Sir Alfred Broom, was the most senior of the Knights of Dragonstone. And he expected to be named as Castellan, so of course he was very upset when old Fatty got the promotion instead. He comes up with an escort of 40 men to meet Rhaenyra and her bedraggled little party. (laughs) Party. And takes her back to Dragonstone, and as soon as she comes in, she sees Quince's charred corpse. Hmm. Hanging from the wall. And young Prince Aegon was the first to realize what it meant. Oh. Tells her mom to flee, but it's too late. The queen's protectors are murdered, and except for one who put up a fight. Let's see. Oh, Sir Loreth Lansdale. Yeah, he he so got a few. Uh, he died. Got a few swipes in. Well, the boy, the boy prince, little Aegon, Queen Rhaenyra, and her ladies were marched at spear point through the gates of Dragonstone, and they find themselves face to face with a dead man and a dying dragon. <laughs> Aegon the Second and Sunfire have returned. Sunfire sounds like he's in pretty bad shape, y'all. Well, yeah, he got uh, he was he in had that a fight multiple with battles. Right? Grey uh, something, Grey Ghost. Mm-hmm. And, and but also the other, yeah, but the, the final battle that, that did him in was mm-hmm. uh, with that girl on the dragon. Yes, Moonfire. The girl on the dragon. Oh, the one that was like yeah. the size of a horse. Yeah. Yeah. So we find out here that it was Lord Larry's who decreed the fugitives, uh, who would smuggled them out and decreed the fugitives would part company. He had smuggled out uh, King Aegon II and his children through a secret passage in Maegor the Cruel. So he delivered um, Prince Maelor, the two-year-old with strong trauma, to Lord Hightower. (laughs) Princess Jahera with uh, Storm's End. So neither knew where the other was bound. Very good precautions there. Mm-hmm. Lara's, uh It sounds like a very um, Varys like sends Daenerys and Viserys off, mm-hmm. but also like Aegon in another direction, and they, they don't know they exist. Mm-hmm. 
And Larry said concealed Aegon II amongst a load of codfish. Hmm. And um, he sent him off. So I guess there's an interesting point here, again, coming back to ride dragon riders and their dragons. Hmm. And we ask, why did Sunfire make his way to Dragonstone? Was it because he had an instinct to return to his birthplace, or did he somehow sense the presence of King Aegon on the island? Or sensed his need? But, you know, again, this brings us to the question, which the Archmaester asks several times in this, who knows the heart of the dragon? Mm. Who can understand this connection? What's weird is that how come um, Aegon was given a new egg, yet his uh, sister and brother were left to try to tame an old old dragon? Well, his dragon... He's on, he's the only one who's ever ridden it, but the other two, uh, Helena and uh, One Eye, the, their dragons were. One Eye had the old dragon, but I didn't think Dreamfire was that old. Uh, she she was ridden before by the old queen, uh, Reyna. It could have just been a bonding thing. Mm. Mm. Just matches just their weird. personality. Like, it seems like they're yeah. given eggs when they're young, like mm. Targaryens. So I was wondering if maybe they weren't given eggs as because they weren't didn't have a claim to the throne, but then Aegon was given an egg. So I don't. Mm. Hmm. An interesting question, but um, anyway, so this kind of gives us some backstory on what happened to Sunfire. He uh, did definitely kill Grey Ghost, and so the burned king and the maimed dragon found new purpose in the other, and they kind of bonded again. And um, I think then we talk about the fall of Dragonstone. It took less than an hour, but the important thing is through the fall of Dragonstone that Lady Bela, who was Damon's little girl, right? Mm-hmm. She um, slipped out of her window, found her dragon, Moondancer. Yep. And Moondancer really struck the final blow to Sunfire. Yeah, Broom, Broom is an ultimate douchebag. Not only, not, only, not only is he stupid, like he can't stop that, but then he's going to go like kill her afterwards and they stop him. Like Broom is just a total idiot and douchebag. So what happened to Bela? Did we find out? Um, she's still alive. Okay. Yeah. I mean, probably she's burned, though. Now, currently, but yeah. She... Um, she was spared by Marston Waters and Tom Tangleton. It's just there's so many nicknames in this thing. What's worse is when they have two nicknames. <laughs> oh, man. King Aegon leapt from the saddle of Sunfire when Sunfire took that wound and uh, shattered both legs immediately. Both legs! In addition to anything else that he's gone through. Yeah. He's having a rough go. But he refuses day. milk of the poppy. Yeah. He's not going to be addicted to that shit anymore. Yeah. So his last act is to... Uh, not his last act ever, but, you know, he decides to spring a trap for his sister. Mm. Damn. He wins the war. Nope. Well, in terms of him and her. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, yeah. yeah. So they take Rhaenyra. They present her to Sunfire, who did not take any interest until they she started bleeding. I guess they cut her with a dagger. And then the good news is... They, pris- they pricked her Magor's teeth, right? Um, I'll highlighted that part. They, it's broom. It's always broom. They're a little douchebag. A little perv. Blasted her with fire, ate her in six bites. Mm. And then while her son watched. Aegon Dragonbane sees this. And no wonder he became Dragonbane, man. And so Rhaenyra Targaryen, the realm's delight and the half-year queen. That's a very, very short reign. Um, died at 33 years old. So Broom, proving to be ultimately shitty, argued for killing Prince Aegon. <laughs> but Aegon too forbade it and said he had value as a hostage. And um, in the days following his half-sister's death, Aegon too clung to the hope that Sunfire might recover. Yeah, right, dude. Sunfire <laughs> died. And 
hanging on way longer than anyone thought possible. And didn't he cry? Yeah. Yes. Like, he didn't cry for anyone else, but he cries for his damn dragon. Yeah. It's a good point. We don't know how sad he was about his kid's death, so. So he's reunited with his horrible lady mother, the Queen Dowager, uh, who emerged triumphant only by really outliving her. Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting to find out how she dies. Yeah. The uh, so Aegon's triumph not not fully a strong victory. Um, the new black armies were on the march, even as he returned to the Red Keep. Uh, Aegon sat on the Iron Throne again, obviously totally crippled and useless. And um, after half a year later, died. Mm. So then, I guess there begins the question of how the second Aegon fell and was succeeded by the third, obviously Aegon Dragonsbane. Um, but yeah, so this finishes out by telling us the war for the throne would go on, but the rivalry that began at a court ball when a princess dressed in black and a queen in green had come to its red end. And with that concludes this portion of our history. Good recap, guys. Damn. We burned through all of this, probably missing all the finer details and getting everything wrong. <laughs> so basically it was it was a draw on both our it was really a loss for everybody is what happened. Yeah, right? I don't think anyone really won. Yeah. I think they just decided to throw the dragons in the trash. Obviously. Yeah. Be like, we don't need these anymore. Allison, and neither do we need our little folk. She turned out okay. Nothing bad happened to her. She got imprisoned, Oof. maybe slightly. But we don't know what happened later on to them as well, right? It's Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. she didn't really get off that easy considering that most of her kids died, so. Yeah. I, I hope she lived to see all her kids die and watch as Viserys took the throne. Well, Viserys didn't take the throne, right? It was, um... He did after. Didn't he? Or or was it just... Viserys eventually that... does, like, that's late. Yeah. Like, the... Okay, so when do you have to go, Mimi? Because there's a couple questions for you. Maybe we should add. Do you have to go right away, or...? Uh, yes. Okay. Do you, do you mind if we stay a little bit longer and go over some questions in after the show, or...? No, of course not, but... If um... people are up for going longer. Great oh. recap, guys. And... Yeah, it was fun. Of course, listeners, let us know what you thought about the Princess and the Queen. I know we were a little late in covering this, but um, give us some feedback on the forums and on Twitter and tell Kyle that rats are not pregnant from birth. If that's a meme, I am Godzilla. And I, I wasn't even making that claim. I was saying comparing the populations, you'd yeah. say it about rats. You wouldn't say it about dragons, which is the opposite. Dragons don't breed enough. That's the problem. We're just retitling yeah. this to the Animal Facts podcast. I don't even Male seahorses. Yeah. How are they male if they breed? I don't get that. Male seahorses get pregnant. Because they that doesn't provide make the sperm. Sense. That would make uh. them female. No, because they have peens. Bye, y'all. <laughs> See ya, baby. Doesn't make sense. No, because they have peens. Doesn't make sense. No, because they have peens. Doesn't make sense. No, because they have peens. Cool. So do you want to answer a couple questions from forums or the Twitter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. This is after show, basically. Let's do it quick. I don't have too much time for yeah. an after show either. But Okay. Um, well, quickly, just my like... My friend's just sitting here, like, staring at me because he yeah. can't talk. So. Okay. Well, mentioned in... It, it, as you guys probably mentioned or noticed, like the armies are a lot smaller in the the battles here. I think it makes sense yes. because of the dragons. You you don't want to muster armies out there. But how did you feel like about the battles here compared to the Ice and Fire? Do you feel like it was overwhelming Ice and Fire, or do you think Ice and Fire is still good, or what? 
do I think Ice and Fire is still good? Yes, of course yeah. I think. But, I mean, the battle, the good. battle size of it. Some people are like, oh, I feel like underwhelmed for Ice and Fire, but Ice and Fire has a lot larger armies, right? Well, the thing is, I mean, when I'm reading wars, like, yeah, you hear the number, you're like eight thousand or twenty thousand. It's like when I'm reading it, I just picture a lot of people. Hmm. Yeah, like honestly, for Ice and Fire, they seem too big to me for a medieval setting. Hmm. So th- this this felt more real to me than ice and fire battles because I just don't see armies like that size actually battling it out. Those dragons made it for, feel more real. Yes. <laughs> the dragons made it an interesting tactic. Like you had to have a dragon guard a certain yeah. area, or you had to have like you had to have guard your areas with dragons and play them. They're like the a really powerful piece, but not the ultimate. It's it, winner. to me it's felt like they didn't plan dragon warfare very well like it seemed like they didn't really know how to u- utilize them to the greatest advantage because it seemed like they could yeah. have done a hell of a lot more damage than they well, well they never really the had thing. to up to this point at least exactly. for the in the west right because it's just dragons against men that was it like, exactly yeah. dragons were on sides. one side and men yeah. were on the other this is the first time ever where it was dragon versus dragon hmm. and yeah. it makes you wonder like how much did that happen in valyria did they have civil wars there when this happened or I mean, like, the Targaryens were kind of like a backwater family. They just left to escape the uh, the fall of Valyria. So they weren't entirely, like, yeah. exactly the highest. They were probably, like, the lowest of the low yeah. back in Valyria. The they just stuff. had, like, a vision. They're like, oh, we got to, like, leave. This thing is going down. Yeah. Uh, okay, but the main the main question everyone has been talking about debating is dragons, good or bad? Should we have dragons or should they be killed off? I say good. I, I do. Like, I, I know that debate has been going on other, mm. as to, you know, which is worse being slaughtered by an army or being slaughtered by a dragon but i feel that the damage a dragon does is much less i just feel like it's a one hit and then done whereas an army Mm. is going to devastate the land for a much longer period Hmm. what do you think kyle uh neither they're just kind of they're just yeah creatures that exist in the world like so they do exist so they should exist like Yes. Yeah. And it seems like in the wild, they weren't that dangerous. I mean, they, they did kill some people, but they, they weren't as many as you think. They were just eating sheep and, and fish and that sort of thing. They weren't as dangerous when they were on their own. As yeah, and I feel like in the hands of the ruling family, it did keep all the other realms in, in line. Like, the kingdoms were at once united, and they did have a very long period of peace. It was only when it was dragon against dragon that stopped. But as long as it was dragon and everyone else, it was kind of okay. Yeah, they only had the three big wars, I think, right? They had Dance of the Dragons, and Blackfire Rebellion was Black with Fire Rebellion, and, and Roberts came later. War of the Nine yeah. Penny Kings. But they didn't, they didn't even have That's dragons there either, right? I don't think they had dragons. Well, they didn't have dragons during the Blackfire Rebellion. No, this was the last because Aegon Dragonsbane started killing them all off. But you can look at the wall. If you, if you see what happened to the wall, they, they didn't have a lot of people there anymore because there wasn't a lot of fighting going on compared to before. Like I feel, yeah. Like if you have seven kingdoms fighting, then it, it's 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 weird. Like because seven kings are more likely to have fights. That's better have a unified kingdom. But then again, when there were seven kingdoms, I don't think they had quite the size of war. When you have like three kingdoms versus three, I don't know if that happened. Like everyone's going for the throne, so they need that utter victory. Whereas before it was just okay. It's all the alliances. Yeah, hmm. it's tricky. But I mean, like the north makes sense that it's on its own. The Erie makes sense that it's on its own. Dorne makes sense that it's on its own. But like the Riverlands. The Reach and the Westerlands seem like they could be one mega country. Yeah, that's true. And they, that's why it's, it seems to me that it makes sense that the Riverlands and I mean the the, the, the Western I mean the Westerlands have a bit of mountains, but it seems like they and the Reach could be natural allies or moving that direction. They do that here and they do that in the Ice and Fire. And then there's Pike. Yeah, they just um 
<laughs> they don't even so do no shit. You can mention to do with Dagon Greyjoy likes to fight. It's like, where's Dagon Greyjoy? Do you think that's in the act? <laughs> Who was he doing this entire fight? Yeah. I have no idea. He shows up at the end. Maybe he, he's like, he goes for the blacks at the end. He just shows up at King's Landing. He's like, yeah, I'm for blacks. He's trying to release the Kraken. Yeah. It's probably the armies of the blacks are probably the Starks have mustered their full forces. And some more. And you have help. to wonder what, like, Dorne's thinking this entire time. It's like, well, yeah. glad we're not part of that realm. Yeah. Oof. This makes Dorne even more badass. Like, they killed Miraxes, and like they're holding off, and like, and why, why did Aegon not bother to go there again? He just thought it wasn't worth it. It was too risky to go there. Well, I think well, at that time did they have a lot of dragons? Do you have any Twitter questions for us, Kyle? Uh, no, I've been asking them all throughout the okay. episode. So I guess as a last thing we could do before you go is, uh, so we we did yeah, we didn't figure out who the traitor was other than maybe uh, Laris, but let's do a couple of uh, uh, Mary One Nighter like. Scorpions in <laughs> these characters. I, I do have a, one thing to ask. Was um, did this High Septon get instated in King's Landing by Balia the Blessed? Because I noticed that he wasn't there at this point. Hmm. I was just wondering. Uh, I just noticed that the High Septon wasn't instated in King's Landing. That oh. he actually stayed in Old Town. So I was wondering when they moved from oh, yeah. Old Town to yeah, King's maybe Landing. Yeah, maybe like built stuff for them over there, and then they went there. Yeah. Good. That's a good point there. I mean, at the very start, too, they mentioned, like, the writers, like, this wasn't really a dance of the dragons. It was more of the dying of the dragons. I felt that was, like, George. Yeah, like, all of them his, got killed off. Yeah, but he was, like, defending his name of a dance of dragons in the fifth book because he's like, hey, that, they didn't fight because that wouldn't be a dance of the dragons. That's a dying of the dragons. So, <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I thought it was, like, a message from him. No, I, I always feel sad in these kinds of stories when it's just, you know, they have, like, such great stuff and then they ruin it. And they had Aww. dragons, and they were awesome, and they ruined it. Yeah. Okay, so back to the, the game. So what did you say for Daemon, Ashley? You said you'd hit it? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. salt man or husband, or what? Um, I'm going to go with husband and assume that I, I'm, I'm the ruling person and have the power over him. <laughs> He's my convert. <laughs> you have an open relationship, too. Ashley wears the pants in this <laughs> You'll be a better Rainra. You, you, won't, you won't be paranoid. Right. Like who, so who are the women in this Like one? some 16-year-old little stick yeah. girl. Not an issue. Okay, well, Rainra, Kyle, what do you think? Or, or Ashley, what do you think about Rainra? When she oh, was I younger, she seemed time? nicer. Oh, I'd, um, what are my options? Um, Mary, one-nighter, mistress, or scorpions. Um, mistress. Yeah, I think so. She's the right kind of crazy. <laughs> Not the later <laughs> one when she goes insane, though. Yeah, well, she's still got her kids. Hmm. Nettles. Oh, wait, she's too young. Nettles in a few years. <laughs> Let's not even go near that. Yeah. Queen Alice. Okay, Queen Alice. Hmm. I like Old Town. I think it's important. What? What are you saying? That wasn't <laughs> an answer at all. <laughs> I'm not going to score. Queen Alice. Okay. <laughs> But here's the thing, they haven't even done that much in the current uh, books, but you wonder if they're going to be active later on. Like, they've got so much money and so many forces. It it shocked me how powerful Old Town was. Like, you'd think that they were a great house on their own right, not part of the gardeners or whatever. They're the high towers, right? The thing is, like, the areas that have, like, the towns or the city, like, I mean, Old Town's not a town, but, like, they have a a power that's there, even if they're not the overlords, because, like, White Harbor's like that. Baroton is like that, like, and these areas are going to become more powerful over time as they develop and become bigger. You know, it makes me think that the Manderleys are like crazy powerful, and we just don't know it yet. 
Yeah. Well, they, they, they do command a lot of the, that area. They have ships. That sort of yeah. thing. The Starks are the rulers, but they don't have that many people under their direct command because they don't, they don't have that many people in Winterfell, if you look Correct. in those areas. That's why it's important to, to keep like your heirs marrying like those within your area to keep that connection. So I think the old town was like always marrying into the the Tyrells like all the time. So. Oh yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get going, guys. Okay. okay. I'm. Uh, if you want, yeah, I can talk about this more if you want. Ashley, it's up to you. Yeah, I don't mind. Let's do this. Then we'll talk for another like ten minutes or something. But yeah. Okay. All right. I'm gonna head out. Great chatting with you guys. Awesome. Yeah. Great to hear everyone again. Happy holidays. Hey, cool. Happy holidays. Yeah. And if you have anything from Westeros you read you want to mention, Ashley, we can talk about that. Um, Let's see. I think I brought everything up. Yeah, so it I... was a Septon that was doing those quotes that he said were biased. Uh, yes, that that was um, Rand pointed out that. Uh, or Elio, um, it got... people who don't know who Rand. Elio, yeah, sorry, that's his name on the board. Um, <laughs> that uh, like just mentioning who was who he was quoting at at when he was mentioning those passages. Mm-hmm. Um, that it was all the same maester, and that was the maester, sorry, um, Septon, that was the Septon that anointed uh, Aegon II, and it seems like all of his quotes are biased towards Aegon and dislikes the Rain, Rainia, mm. however you say her name. And yeah, I mean, it did have some contrast with his personality, but it wasn't like they, yeah. like if it was Amund, I- it was Amund who was the one who had that quote, like it'd be even more of a, like I wouldn't be a cat match, but you could see Aegon maybe getting darker over time. Like other people. Yeah, but I think I think anyone who read the story noticed right away that that seemed odd. Like the first mention of Aegon was that he seemed like an okay dude, and then the second one is I want her dead. She's stealing her my crown. That just was like a whoa, what's going on there moment for me. So when I learned later on that the one was a quote from one uh, yeah. particular person and the other one was from somewhere else, it made more sense to me. Yeah, it However, seems like... you, you mentioned later on a quote, and I wasn't sure. That one I'm not sure about, the, the, the cutting. Yeah, the other I one know doesn't... The, fir- the first time it mentioned her sitting on the throne, I know that was a quote, but the second time when you mentioned it, I'm not sure if that was or not. Yeah, because the second one doesn't have quote marks around it. Right. So, I mean, it could just be an error one way or the other. Maybe he meant to have quote marks, maybe. Yeah, and I think it's said that there's purposeful errors in the retelling. Hmm. Like it's supposed to be. Um, yeah, he does put those kind of errors in there as well. Yeah, like the the Roy, the Roynar mentioned is twice. Even when when she gets the queen gets crowned, also says the Roynar. Yeah. So, so I wonder if they just you know decided that they ruled them before they yeah. ruled. I think they just claimed the whole continent, and so they they say that. Unless there's Roynar elsewhere, but they aren't really mentioned, right? They're basically in Dorne. Is where they are. So I think yeah. they're just claiming it, just like you know some kings in England would probably do that. They claimed all of France when they only had like a sliver of it. So I think that's yeah. far more likely than it being a mistake. Um, it seems like the dragons don't aren't that bad to being like don't do take they're okay with being chained like as if they're used to it. Because you need to give them rules. Yeah, they 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 seem yeah. pretty okay with people doing what they do once yeah. they've been uh, tamed. I don't know. Maybe maybe it has to do with their their binding magic practices that they do because mm. it's not mentioned in this story, but they say that there are magical spells and whatnot that bind a rider to their dragon. Yeah. So. And you have the horn and stuff. I think you put it well. You said there's something metaphysical about it. It's not just like having a dog or something like that. There's some sort of connection. Yeah. No, I I fully believe there's something more going on there than just, you know, you raised it. Because there's so many hints in this work. And I I know it's just like it could be like false hints or whatever. But just like this is an opportunity for George to put in hints about that connection. 
over and over. No, and I think like uh, how much uh, she freaked out when Joffrey got on the other dragon shows. Like it's well known that a dragon will not take another rider. Like you, you can't just a tame dragon will not just you know you yeah. can't just go on. I mean, it, it's not even like I, I got to double check my quote. So yeah, one, yeah, one like she wouldn't take another rider at the same time. But from what I understood, it seemed like for example, Danny's with um, Drogon. Danny could not go on another dragon because the other dragon would reject her. I don't, I don't know right. if that's the, like, and how would it, like, I guess because they're in the same area, but even without that, that could be something. So I don't know. Like, I think there's some kind of connection there. Um, what else? Have My I, wonder is, yeah. like, how do dragons, like, well, it, it suggests with Helena that they know when they die, but it's still kind of iffy. Like, mm. how do the old dragons know it's okay to be tamed by a new dragon rider? That, that seems yeah. weird to me. Again, if they have some sort of connection that they could tell, like that she knew when she died, she knew that the guy was in the island. Although again, that could that could have been just returning to ancestral home that has that option. But I mean, in a world where there's warging, why why would there not be like even a lesser form of that, like this connection? Yeah, no, like in so. Song of Ice and Fire, when dragons are living in full force yeah, and they're magical, like it just makes sense that they. Anything, I guess, is possible, which makes me wonder where all the other um, gods are hanging out during this time. <laughs> Like yeah, it's it's I, I I do feel like there's something going on with the heart trees and um, mm. you know him going Dar Daron Damon Damon um, is one dying who, who, and then who, who, going to the God's Eye and when he was marking the tree at Harrenhal yeah. I I think there's something there yeah me that might have even been mentioned somewhere in the books like the, the tree had scars on it or something like uh, and we don't remember or or we could see that through Bran's view Bran's eyes maybe yeah. he'll see that at one point the green men are, are mentioned again here I think. Hall went to the island with the green. It's always a green man. It's like, what's going on with the, on that little island? Yeah, well, they all talk about this island. It's like, do do none of them just take a trip over there and check it out? Yeah. Is that forbidden? And I don't know. Um, a lot of speculation. We'll have to come back to this in the future once yeah. like. A, Was there any there. questions on our message board? Yeah, let's see what else they got on there. If there's anything missing there. There might have been some there. Scope of the thing with the War of the Five Kings. It, it seems just a lot of people who are like dragons just can't be tolerated. They're just too dangerous of a weapon. But they're they're not. I, I don't weapons. see that. I see them the as world. a deterrent. Yeah, they're not nukes. They don't actually like destroy the world and leave it like that for like generations. Yeah, they, they don't ruin the atmosphere. Yeah, they kill a lot of people in the thing. But so did the War of the Five Kings. I feel like the amount of wars they stop just for existing negates kind of the damage if it looks like they're going to save the world with the others but you kind of need them in that sense yeah, and, I, and i just feel like it's a lot i mean it, it sounds horrible but i kind of feel like it's better to die by dragon flame than by horrible raping they're, army they're not raping anybody they're village. not like doing yeah exactly they're not doing that they're under the i mean would i rather be in tippleton not no i'm just giving alex a message on tower of the hand he wants to come in for a bit, but any anyway, nettles was interesting because like he specifically described as brown skinned as well. Oh yeah, that was another theory that she was maybe related to brown plum Ben. Yeah. Even though he he did have some blood from his other, just from his plum side. Mm. So just because they're both brown doesn't mean they're related. <laughs> you never know. Then it, yeah. it could be a connection. Seems like she's not. up to something. She's got a dragon. She's going over there. But it's just like at some point those dragons died. Uh, yeah, because her her dragon was actually a bit older than the other ones. If if that wasn't the case, I would have thought that maybe the dragon was still alive. But I'd, maybe it had eggs. Like there's, a, I'm thinking maybe it maybe if it was a girl and uh, Craxis or 
whatever its name is, was a guy. She had eggs. Maybe, maybe that was the relationship going on. Praxis. Yeah. I still don't get the title of the fifth book of Dance of Dragons. Like, I, I think this is trying to show that it doesn't have to be, a, like, a fight of dragons. Um. Yeah, the, 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 the fifth book didn't even have the two uh, claimants interacting, so I don't... It's one, it could be a setup for them coming up in the future, Dance of the Dragons. Two, yeah. could, like, he's talking about Tyrion, Danny, and, and John, and, and seeing that. But it, it, he's it, he's saying here that it doesn't, it doesn't mean a fight, because it was barely any. Yeah, and the only true dance was a mating dance. Mm. So maybe that's set up for John and Danny. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like, and so, some of the, uh, like, our listeners were talking about, um, just like a lot of families here that were powerful, like the Valyrians and stuff, were weaker in our time, like in the later time, because this probably weakened them a lot, and they went downhill from here. Yeah, that that was something I found interesting, and I'd like to go back over is um, all the old families and you know pinning at their pa- what strength their power was at at different points in history, because you you see them rise and fall, and I, I find that fascinating. I love that about this series. I wish it. I wish this one came with its own appendix, so I could yeah. figure it all out. I was after reading it the first time. Like I only read it like two days ago. I feel bad for that, but and I didn't realize how dense it was. And just being like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to straighten all this out in time for the podcast. Would the Baratheons have taken Rainra's side if Lucerus had agreed to marry one of the four sisters? Hmm. Kind of seems like part part that it was an excuse. Like they knew what the answer would be. So partly that. Although they seem partly very proud. Yeah. He's not the first in line, so. But neither is Amund. Hmm. Yeah. That's it for the uh, messages. He was in on Twitter. Maybe if he offered his brother as well, it would have gone. Like he had four daughters. I mean, and, and she had, yeah. I think, four sons. Oh, she had five sons. Yeah. If he was a little bit wiser, they were too quick to assume that the Baratheons would be with them, and that's probably what Aemon and they were saying. Oh, they're just expecting to come like a dog or whatever. Yeah, and they didn't Play think to, to offer them anything for their fealty. Yeah. You have to offer something for the fealty. They had nothing. It's just said, just support us. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh well, your great grandmother is related to me. It's like, well, that doesn't do me any help. Yeah. All right, Twitter. Opening up Twitter, and then I guess we're done. That was fun. That was a fun episode to record. No, I love this stuff. I I wish we got more of it given to us more often, more books to talk about. Well, I mean, World of Ice and Fire is coming out next next year, I guess, but that'll be good. But we went the next book. Yeah, I'm I'm buying that right away. The next Duncan Egg will be good as well. Did he start writing that at all, or did he? I think he did some work on it. Yeah, I think he did some work. Hugh the Hammer and Ulf commit atrocities and the dragons that were Jaehaerys' and Queen Alysanne's. Interesting. The most frustrating thing was the whole the traitors thing, because we don't know why. And it just bothers me. Like, why would they just switch sides? Hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, that they were going to probably win the war right there, and then they switch sides and cause all this trouble. There's a few crit- key moments where that, where that happened. That switch of sides... Sunfire getting like hit for the final wound. That final takedown of Sunfire was big. And I'm surprised that you know they they went over to the free cities for help, but no one thought no one thought of Dorne. Like mm. maybe making one way or the other. There. Yeah, that wasn't even considered. 
And it, I mean, Daemon was fighting the Stepstones, which isn't that far from Dorne. So like, you think they would have relation one way or the other? If if they wanted Pike involved, they have to go like the long way around just to get over there. Yeah. Yeah, here's, here's the thing about Pike, too. Even, like, the logic, it didn't make sense. They were like, Pike would, might go with for the Greens, but, like... They're farther removed from than Winterfell is. I know. Let's see. What, what, there was the first mention of them. I think it said, like... But the guy was, like, would like to fight... Uh, like, he, he he's, like, you know, likes to fight and stuff, so maybe they could win him over. But, like, if he likes to fight, then he'd want to fight the Valerians, because nobody else to fight on <laughs> the ships, right? If they want him over, who's he going to fight, like, on the ships? I'm wondering because it says it hasn't, it's not done yet. Like the the battle's still going on, and there's still yeah. obviously it goes into Aegon eventually getting the throne. Um, I'm wondering if maybe Pike gets involved eventually. Yeah, yeah that's why I, I, I have jokingly said that, but it could be that they get. Involved. I think it's for sure that the they got more forces out of the north and the Vale because they have forces <laughs> there. But other places may come. Maybe the Baratheons will come back and switch sides again. Yeah, well, yeah, his yeah. the the marriage alliance falls through because yeah. Aemon's dead, hmm. and so is Daron, who would have been the other option. Oh, Aegon Dragonbane, like the last dragon dies with him, I think, right? But he also I don't know if this is a conflicting story, but it seems like he was also trying to hatch dragons as well. Maybe he realized that they need them. And something would have what, to pick up. Where was he trying to hatch them? There's a, there's a, there's a list of people who are like failed to hatch dragons, and he might be under them. Let's see. Well, let's just look up egg on Dragonbane. I know his his first dragon died. Was maybe he get, was given an egg after that, and that's why they included it. Egg on three Targaryen. But what, how do you feel about the ratio of good targs to bad targs? Does this affect you at all? In your... <laughs> I don't know what to even make of it. I mean, it, it does, like I feel like there should be a lot more crazy for the amount of incest going on. To be honest. Mm. I think the deformities and whatnot should be a lot more prominent because this amount of, like, I didn't realize it was this yeah, bad. Yeah, quite a, quite a few. Like, it is, it is ridiculously bad. There should be. Yeah, that's why they get the stub-tailed kids. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He always dressed in dressed in black. Aegon. He was pale, lean, and never smiled. Uh, let's see. Poor kid was traumatized. <laughs> Mimi kept saying that uh, Maelor would be, but he was only two years old. Possibly doesn't remember anything yeah. from that. Well, he has to die eventually. Yeah, he has to die. I mean, so in fact, he could be dead, dead even. He could be dead now. Maybe his ship sank or something. Like, yeah. Because they say that he had no male heirs later on. But yeah, Aegon became known as Aegon the Dragonbane, despite his later efforts to obtain dragon eggs. Uh, at some point, he had nine mages cross the sea to hatch his remaining cache of eggs. Huh. Aegon had That's two songs. Why, why would he kill them all and then try to save them? Yeah, it could be conflicting reports. Could be like he initially did, and then you realize that he needed them. The world needed them. Somebody else killed maybe, them. Maybe Viserys was starting to uh, clamor for his seat, hmm. or something. Like I, I know eventually. Uh, well, what what is it that? What happened okay, after that? Aegon yes, ruled, and then it went to. Did it go to Balon after? Aegon had two sons, Daron, who's the young dragon, and Balor. Yeah. Okay. And then they both oh, is Vis oh, is Viserys the one that was like the hand and like helped out and stuff? And Tyrion admires him. It might be. Let's see. It must be because he would have been around when he Baylor... would have been the uncle of them. Yeah. Yeah. Baylor. So I'm pretty sure Viserys actually sits the throne. It's not just his kid that does. Do you know VOK did a episode? I haven't listened to all of it. It's too long. I haven't listened either, and I feel bad. 
Oh, we don't have to listen to every episode they do. No, but I, uh, this one I feel I should have, yeah, but I but it's only like read the story well. three days ago, and after yeah. that I was like, I have to read every Westeros post about it, because obviously I'm not smart enough to figure this out on my own. So, I haven't listened to it yet. I, I haven't listened to our back episodes yet, and I feel bad about that, because I usually do the ones I'm not involved in. Let's see here. Okay, so Baylor stuck all of his sisters in a vault. <laughs> and... They were too tempting to him. I Targaryens. <laughs> okay, so Dana ended up getting it on with Aegon the Unworthy. Let's see. And I think he got on had with a, a bunch of, of yeah. uh, and had Damon Blackfire. Mm. Yeah, it's from Dana. And then the Unwor- the Aegon legitimized him. And so much here. I wish we got like the full story for it. I like re- reading this one. It made me realize that. A Song of Ice and Fire could be condensed down into like this kind of format and told shortly like that. And it makes me realize the Dance of the Dragons could have been expanded so much and we could have gotten like five novels full yeah. of this. And well, I mean, they have, do have the longer version of it. So, you know what? This would be good. Like, they were talking about somebody, I think I read this on the forums, but I, I thought it was as well as like an anime version of Dance of the Dragons. <laughs> would be pretty cool. <laughs> anime adaptation. I'm just yeah. seeing this really bad animation of dragons and yeah, all the Targaryens look the same because anime characters only look different when their hair is different, but all <laughs> their hair looks the same here. Well, they'll have like Aegon all burned and stuff though. That'd be funny. Oh, they'll look like pretty boys, and then the North will come in and they're all hairy and they'll look like <laughs> Americans. So you were just, I guess, as a conclusion. So you you initially were for the blacks then. Yeah, I, I was a black supporter the yeah. whole way through. Oh, the mean, whole way, I, yeah. I think her only downfall was at that end when she went a little nuts and wanted Basically to Basically caused their downfall. Like, if she'd done nothing, then they would have won. But... Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's it. Like, she had it in the bag, but her paranoia just... Yeah, a lot of people were with the blacks initially, and then they switched when, like, yeah, that thing or the murder of the kids, depending on how, how complicit she was. See, I don't... Uh, I know it's a horrible thing that was done, but at the same time, I kind of get the eye for an eye idea that they yeah, had. Yeah, and how much control up. did she have on that, right? I mean, she's told that, but she can't really, like, control them. Well, I feel like if you're, you're if, if she was just told, yeah, we're going to kill one of his kids, it would be like, well, that makes sense. Hmm. Not, I, I don't think that she ex- she would have expected the kind of psychological yeah. hell they put Helena through. Because it, it, it's it, it, uh, it's a testament to Martin's writing. It's hard to tell, like, because there's so many people that that had a key factor in starting the war. Because you could be like, the blacks were in the right, and the greens caused the war by doing this. Or you can be like, well, the greens had everything, and the blacks, if they just accepted it, wouldn't have caused the war. And then you can have individual people like Amund that just kill somebody. Like, so there were so many triggers for the war. Yeah, well, it's pretty. When the king makes an heir and makes everyone swear fealty, I think it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> When was that done, though? That was uh, They were both alive. That was a long time, time right? ago. Even getting married the second time was risky, like getting all these kids, like without trying to pair well, them. I, I, yeah, I think that I guess was... He wanted more heirs, though. The I guess downfall he was, was, you know, since incest is in for Targaryens, they should yeah. have just married the kids together, and that would have solved all the problems. Hmm. When uh, Lenor died, Rhaenyra, whatever, should yeah. have been married to one of the Hightower kids. Listen, I'm not surprised that the higher towers or these kind of peoples were trying to take over power. It just makes sense when you have like an elite ruling class that comes in from outside. 
Yeah, and, and they're sitting in King's Landing, too. I mean, the fact that they were all in King's Landing and everyone else was in Dragonstone was, yeah. you know, recipe for disaster. Yeah, I wonder what they were doing in Dorne at this time. They're just chilling. They're just like, yep, glad we didn't join that round. Yeah, it worked out for us for the dragons. <laughs> Which, like, honestly, I didn't realize that they weren't part of the realm at this point. I Mm. makes me very curious as to the conquest of Dorne. If they didn't have dragons at that time, how did that all work out? And maybe, and it's perhaps as, it, maybe that, that conquest is the thing that geared people to using big armies again, because they, they weren't doing it before, but when they went to Dorne, I think they sent a massive force at them. They'd gotten used to using smaller armies. Is there much, like, sorry, um, you've looked into Dorne a lot more yeah. than I have. Is, is there information about the conquest of Dorne as to how exactly it happened? Yeah, like, I think... Uh, I, it's either in the fourth or the fifth book that they talk about like they send the f- forces up like uh, the, the main routes down and they might have taken some like mountain paths to get there but I think the key was they came in with sea power as well and came up the river and came from the other angle so they hit Dorne from multiple angles with large forces of troops okay so it was it was definitely more strategic than the before and they would just like charge down it was a complete plan of conquest they came in and then they showed up like with, with a massive force of like Sunspear and so they I mean it made sense to when you're there to give up the city, right? Yeah. Um, I assumed that it was dragons before. I didn't realize they didn't have them. At no, that point. they didn't have any dragons. It was a, it was a huge. Well, it looks. I mean, it looks like they sent dragons that one Meraxes there, and when she died, they didn't want to risk sending them again. Time, I guess. But I mean, then you think about it. Like, if this war hadn't happened, and they decided to sack Dorne, they would have had like 15 dragons. It was, it would it, it would have been bad for Dorne because it would be both a huge army and dragons. I guess, well, uh, also, it's like, why take over Dorne? It's just not worth the, the effort not. to the risk of I think w- when Aegon, w- when Meraxes died, Aegon probably realized that it, it's too early to send, like, try to draw upon all these people to go attack Dorne when he only has two dragons and he's barely holding it together. So, whereas when they actually did take it, they had a lot of troops, like, together to go there. So after, after his initial try, they were just like, yeah, not bothering with them, and then... Generations yeah. later, they decided to try it again. Mm. And they did it, did it succeed temporarily. They took it, and then, like, the warfare, guerrilla warfare and stuff. And, I mean, Daron himself looks like he died there. Daron died. Maybe we'll get more of that in World of Ice and Fire. Like, what happens there? Mm-hmm. Well, I see a lot of um, Martels married in after that point. After mm. Aegon the Unworthy. I guess that's right around the time of the bitter, bitter steel revet, the yeah. Blackfire. They almost have a, a similar thing there. They were, they were saying like, oh, the the Martells are having too much influence at court. That was like their reasoning for the the Blackfire side, one of them. Oh yeah. That was one of the reasoning. Yeah, like they're they're having all this influence at court, and that shows how much I pay attention. Okay, so the before the rebellion started, they were already part of the realm. Yeah, like um. Oh, you mean like the 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 Blackfire Rebellion? Yeah, because Black like the person the Blackfire liked was sent down to uh, marry the Dornish. Like it it, it was um, Baylor's Breakspear's father that married the princess. Because Baylor Breakspear is half Dornish. Okay, let's see. Um, there's a line here. But yeah, you don't worry. We covered it in the. Okay, <laughs> this is all. Okay, Sorry, I, I don't I'm think just... we're done. Is anything else you want to say, or yeah. let's wrap nope, up? No, I'm just fascinated yeah. by Targaryen history and yeah. trying to figure it all out. Yeah, we'll definitely come back to this because we're not done talking about this. Like in the future, we'll make references and things. But I did want to talk to you not now, but just to say, like, um, at some point, I would like to do an episode, a BOK episode on Madoka. 
doesn't okay. have to be this month. It could be any time. I have not watched the new movie. It, I haven't it's watched not playing for dates I could watch it. it, no, it isn't it in Toronto? You, you, you actually can see it. Did I? Did you get my email? Oh, what happened? Hey. Hello. But, uh, yeah, I guess it crashed. So I was saying, did you get my email? I sent you an email that shows that they're... Uh, yeah, um, none of the dates are ones I can make it. Yeah, it was well. Most of them were at like the fifteenth, which had already passed. Mm. And then after that, it was just in the downtown core, and I can't make it there unless I have like a day off. <laughs> but I like the show better. The show than is the pretty standalone. It doesn't need a movie. Like it's yeah. Pretty... Oh, Kyle emailed us about Stone Babies. It's, you have to put the title as something involving rats, babies, and princesses. Oh, yeah, but I can't. I have to put princess and the queen as the title, right? In the description, oh, right. in the description, I can okay. mention, like we debate like rats, pregnant rats versus whatever or <laughs> something. Stone babies. This is gonna be a, this is gonna be a, a pain to edit. I, I think it could be pretty much straight through most of it. We we had a couple points where we were, like edit this out, but otherwise it. Yeah, just the 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 sound thing, which does automatically cut the yeah, dead space. That and... helps a lot. That really helps. So. Yeah, <laughs> and then the leveler levels the audio, which is good. So, okay, I guess we'll we'll see if we can record um, sometime the Christmas folks. We can probably. Mm-hmm. I I just don't know when I'm gonna be off again. Um, hopefully okay. I I may might have a day off before then, but I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't have to be this month. The folks would, would be ideal if we get it done, but the thing is, I'll get the YouTube version out anyways. Okay. And that'll get promoted, and people will listen to this. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. As Mimi, I guess did the official end of the show. So we'll just hang up then. Cool. Okay. Chat to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Happy holidays. Yeah. Especially if we have four of us, uh, somebody else should host the call, but we can chat for now. One sec, guys. I'll be right with you. All right, dude. Thanks, man. Have fun at work. Hopefully, me and we can make it out of our work. Sorry about that, guys. I wasn't ready for the call. All right. I feel like we're crack addicts, and Kyle's, like, hiding away his addiction. I am. I'm, like, hiding in my uh, my friend's... uh, uh, bedroom right now while he works out of his <laughs> living room. <laughs> I might work out while we do this. I'm on like an exercise <laughs> bike. <laughs> um, yeah, sweet. Uh, Mimi texted me what about ten minutes ago saying she was uh, leaving work. So uh, excellent. I don't think she lives that far from work, but she'll be joining us. Do we want to um, chat about anything right now that we can just add on to the end of the episode? I don't know. Do we? Um... Let's see if there's anything we need to chat about just podcast related. Let me see if I get the file up here. There was that one article that came out saying that season four was going to be drastically different from the books, and I feel a little fit. So was that 
Was that article, um, that article seemed to be just based on like one little sentence from uh, the actor who plays Braun, right? Um, I don't know. I just read the headline and that got me too mad to actually read Why, why are you like mad or surprised about it? Like it makes sense that it'd be different, right? It's just going on a different path. Yeah. I guess you're still mad about the... I'm still mad about season two. Okay. I'm still bitter. <laughs> it's like e- even the credits are, are like season one and season three are the best which is the one season deviated season two well when are they going to emulate season two what the hell what Sorry. the hell uh, I'm done. That's done Ashley is the queen who never was <laughs> <laughs> we do have um, uh, we do have twitter questions mm. but um, first I need to log into my twitter account to figure this out so yeah, well, let's, we can look at some of the Twitter questions. Because, I mean, we have our own... Well, they're about the short story. Yeah. I read it one and a up. half times. Really? Yep. I'm such I a slow so. reader. I was afraid I wasn't going to get it done in time. <laughs> it, it took me... I'm not a fast reader. It took me about three hours to get through it. Hmm. I couldn't tell. I was reading it um, on my iPad, and I couldn't figure out how many pages were left so i was like i don't know how much longer this is gonna take <laughs> well when the master wrote it he wasn't planning for it to be on ipads or any <laughs> reading <laughs> yes he was blood raven told him he's like there's gonna be these things um now i don't know if this was true or if someone was just kind of throwing out numbers but on westeros someone randomly commented that it was originally nine ninety thousand words and it was cut down to thirty thousand is that true or is that just speculation um, I believe it's yeah. He has material that's hasn't wasn't published, and he will be doing it later, either in the World of Ice and Fire or in his own thing. So this is like the summarized version, hmm. which is good. It'd be nice to get even more stuff. You, you know what it is? I think because like w- when he wants to write about something he likes, like a good part, he can write very <laughs> quickly and a lot. It's just when he gets stuck. Yeah, on he just can't do that. And then he just keeps going and going. Yeah. <laughs> well, this I mean, was written for uh, World of Ice and Fire. Um, yeah. And then uh, it went too long, so they were like, "Oh, we can't put it in that book." But yeah, that's why it kind of it kind of was uh, you know jammed into this one because it didn't quite fit the theme. I mean, like. The, the princess was a dangerous woman, but the queen kind of disappears halfway through. So it's, it was just kind of just like slotted into this book. Mm. Yeah, but uh, even though the queen disappears, she was still uh, she still got the ball rolling on everything. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm glad that they put it in here. Like I don't care if it fits the theme 100 percent or 85 percent. I'm glad I read it. So yeah, I'm glad I got it. But even still, I know there was a lot of cuts to it. That there are a lot of loose ends, obviously. Yeah. Hey, Comic Book Girl followed us a few days ago. Yay! Ooh. I love that world. He's very nice and tiny. <laughs> it's one of those things when you meet people in real life, you're like, oh, you're so small. I get Ash- Ashley's really reaction. a giant. She's descended from giantkin. <laughs> well, you guys are north of the wall, four. so you're all giants up there. Real tall. <laughs> I usually get the opposite. Oh my god, you're taller than I thought you were going to be. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. How do you take that? Is that like an insult or a compliment? Uh, neither. I don't really take it either way. I just go, yep, this is how tall I am. Let's hug and take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not as thick as the castle wall, so it's okay. Oh, I'm thicker. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you guys ready for Christmas? No. Hmm. I've been working nonstop, and it sucks. And I went yeah, Christmas shopping quit, for so the... You're... 
I went Christmas shopping for the first time yesterday, and it was horrible because I hate Christmas shopping and I hate people. <laughs> do you go with a list, or do you just kind of go and wing it? Uh, a little of both. Okay, yeah, I'm about. The, I'm kind of the same way. Because it sucks when you're winging it. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst. I'm, and I do it every year. I'm like, oh, I'll find something while I'm there, and it's awful. It's yeah, terrible. I'm winging it for my mother, and I'm still winging it because <laughs> it was unsuccessful the first time. <laughs> Yeah, I got half. I got the the joke half of my mom's gift, and now I need to get the serious half. Um, and I don't know what that's going to be. You're giving out ice and fire books to people, right? Well, I gave my brother Game of Thrones years ago, mm. and he read a few pages, and he goes, "This book's weird. There's like brothers and sisters <laughs> fucking and like throwing kids out of windows." He's like, "Kyle, I don't think I'm going to read this." And I was like, "Yeah, whatever." And then, um, and then he fell, in, and then he found like the podcast, and he figured, and he finally started reading it, and now he's like, <laughs> he loves it, so. It was a good gift. I think he's been on the podcast before, right? I think he's been yeah. on. Yeah, so. yeah, my bro's been on. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe later on during his vacation, I'll podcast from his house and we can mm. uh, he can join us. I don't know. House Canard, <laughs> Cat Castle's Rest, no, from the Ducks Rest or something, or the Ducks. Yeah, how's Duck? <laughs> duck Hall. Is my rustling really loud? I'm like cleaning my room at the moment. No, it's not bad. As long as you're not cleaning during the podcast. Yeah, no, I'll stop when Mimi gets here. But you guys, you guys aren't important. Yeah, right so now it's fine. Yeah. Oh, not important. <laughs> Anything I wanted to ask about here? Uh, how is the filk coming? Filks coming along? How we have they? a lot of episodes. What I'm thinking, what we might, I might do is uh, put them together and release it on YouTube, and then we will do our own episode as well that we'll have them. But just to put it on YouTube so they can start spreading through Twitter and all of that. Hmm. So we can I have one I'm going to uh, mail you. I just did, uh, I found a, um adaptation of uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas, uh, Song of Ice and Fire style, or Lannister style, so I'm going to send, I'll send that to you. Yeah. So that's a good way to, and then, then we'll get our episode out as well later on. Are you going to put it all in one big YouTube video, or are you going to do like a song for each video? Or, or I don't some... think I'll do a song for each video because it's too much work, so probably one or two videos. Hmm. Maybe if we have like a really good song, or like maybe the top three, I might put this individual ones. But there's like between the two years, there's like twenty songs or something. I don't know. Upload those. Good. <laughs> and they have the up the updated, uh, like you know, wish we wish George would write it, finish writing thing. Yeah. Hopefully that'll sound better when put together. Oh yeah, I wasn't able to uh, partake in that. I don't think. I might maybe might be able to do it soon. Cool. Unless they still have my old copy. <laughs> Yeah, have oh, what happened to Sander Baby? Yeah, I'm still waiting for an opportunity where there's no one around that I can actually record that, and it hasn't come up go to, yet. Go to the public library and record it. <laughs> Just start belting it out in the library. Hmm. I remember you did a lot of work in that, but it kept crashing or something. Yeah, no, that, that pissed me off because I had like recorded it and edited it and done like all the arranging and everything with multiple tracks, and, and then it just died on me. And I'm just like, nope, done. Oh, we had Man's Man podcast follow us. The Man's Man podcast. Manly shit. <laughs> Does anything come up of late that isn't Princess and oh, yeah. Queen related? Yeah, um, no, I, I found out you, when you, like, I was looking for the ask APOIF hashtag, but mm-hmm. apparently you can only search so far back with hashtags and nothing's showing up. Hmm. Which is kind of weird. Like, I can't find them. Maybe if I... I don't know. 
Have you guys seen the South Park episode? I haven't nope. yet. There's three of them, isn't there? Like, yeah, it's three episodes, and I haven't seen either of them anyway. But I, <laughs> either of them, either. But uh, I'm told they're really funny. It's on my to-do list. I will surely watch it before the new season starts. So, yeah. So uh, there's one thing I, I mean, we'll we'll bring this thing up again, but I just because apparently there was a, I mean, there's a traitor on the uh, council. So maybe we should at least think like who was on the council, so we can, if you have any idea who it was, rather than like, we'll ask this question again. But think like, did you guys have any idea who the traitor was on the council? Um, what? I thought it was the Master of Whispers. Hmm. But why did he help uh, oh, Aegon then? Sorry, my volume just went crazy for a moment there. I mean, there's somebody on the council who was Daemon's inside man. Yeah. So was it actually was it was Lilaris playing both sides? Is that what you're saying? Well, he he's the one who disappeared and took off, and no one knows what happened to him. But you see, if he was Daemon's man, why did he help Aegon get away? Did he help Aegon get away? Yep. That shows how far my one and a half reading Scott. Well, I, I thought uh, for a while I was like, it's got to be Iron Rod because he 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 keeps he's so like like a Lin Corbray, like he's like, oh, it must be Aegon, blah blah blah. That he's just making up for it, but then he gets killed later on. So I was like, okay, <laughs> probably wasn't him, but it, otherwise it would have fit him because he was like over the top. Hey guys, I found a ask podcast device and fire question mm. um, from at. Pure Doctor on Edge on E Age. Wait, Pure Doctor One Age. Yes, okay, that's what it is. Uh, what's your favorite nickname in the series? Mm. I really like the Rock, as in Casterly Rock, and the Half Hand. Mm. Mm. Well, Amin's is obviously Dark Star because <laughs> he is of the night. Well, it's definitely a, a good nickname. One of them. That's funny because a lot of people think that's the cheesiest nickname in the series. Well, it's the way that's being used sometimes, right? But if you just heard the Dark Star, that could be a cool nickname. <laughs> um, I mean, the Red Viper is a nickname, right? That's a good nickname. Yeah, Red Viper's badass. Um, yeah. I always kind of, I always like the uh, the image of the Laughing Knight, right? Is it the Laughing Knight, the Smiling Knight, the Laughing Knight? It's both of them. I think there's the Laughing Knight. There's, smiling yeah. Knight is the Mad One. Okay. Um, Yes, that's the one I'm thinking of, though. Because I get this very, like, Joker vision mm. of him just smiling and crazy and killing things. And with a big, huge Joker face. I think there's a Joker on. image of him. Somebody drew one. If you look at, look, if you look up the smiling light in uh, the wiki, let's see. Oh, yeah? I think he has, like, a Joker face. Hmm. Let's see. Smiling night. Yeah. Oh, Mimi's calling? Oh, good. Let's, let me add her here, then. Hello? Hey. Okay, Hello. that's better. Awesome. Okay, sorry I'm late. No problems. I'll be at work forever. Okay, you came. Although, I, I like to say that I had to be at work forever, even though obviously I had a half day. And uh, I spent most of it reading this, so <laughs> can't really bitch. All right, just have to open all of okay. those. I'm here. Is everybody else here? Yes. Yes. Sorry, I'm on my phone, and literally that was ringing in my ear for five <laughs> minutes, and I couldn't find the button to answer it. All right. Oh, so thank I've you. got 
Uh, I've got my windows open. Dun, dun, dun. Working out while I'm podcasting. <laughs> How many calories have you burned so far? Um, I don't know. This thing's not telling me anything because I stopped. <laughs> I stopped pedaling and it and it shut off on me. So I think I have to like hold the handles for it to read my pulse or something. And I'm holding an iPad instead. So and a Coca Cola. Um. Probably get more calories from the Coca Cola than you burn on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. So we are going to start talking about the country in the scene, right? Yep. Yes, I'm glad you're here because you're our Targaryen expert. Oh, we'll see when I get everything (laughs) wrong. I'm just going to talk about Anus Targaryen this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) He was not. Is that how his name is supposed to be said? Hmm? Is that how his name is supposed to be said? Well, that's how I've been saying it. Because I don't know half these names. I am so excited about this, you guys. I sat at work. I pretended I was doing important stuff. I read this the whole time. <laughs> and um, the shit is wacky. All right. Are you, who, who's recording? I am. Okay. And what episode is this? So 129 then. 129, yeah. God damn, y'all. 129 episodes. <laughs> okay. I guess we can just go ahead and get into the episode. There's really no planning we have to do for it. I assume we're just going to go through it. It's going to be a bit of a long episode. Are you guys yeah, ready? It's like Mystery Night, basically. Like the same yeah, thing. except it's like 100 times the length of Mystery Night. I'm just taking a picture of my notes right now because I have all these tabs and stuff on. Yeah. You guys do all that. I notes, spent though. the night reading Westeros. I'm down. <laughs> and I'm not bringing anything to the table. So I am go. not either. Oh, man. Well, I haven't read the Westeros. That's good. You'll have some stuff in there. Well, most of it is just trying to figure out the Targ tree, which then someone <laughs> sent me. So I was like, oh, well, all these pages I just spent reading are here. <laughs> I uh, mostly just wrote LOL over the gay <laughs> abandoned ship name, and that's the extent of my note. <laughs> which is truly pathetic. I was like, yeah, I'm going to write all these notes. It'll make me look I'm like I'm even busier at work. Uh, <laughs> but instead, I was... Like, okay, all right, Amin and Ashley are going to bring the actual discussion topics. I am just going to make jokes about the ship name. Um, okay, when was this, when did this come out? December 3rd. Are we ready? Yeah. Yes. And when are we releasing this next week, right? Yeah, I think I can get it out for next week. Maybe the week of the 29th. Okay, okay. Okay. 